main road Joe Diffie tunes humming out the radio In the night so young as we are right now Sitting frozen in time on the edge of time The water tower says the same thing John Deere Green with the same names A little faded but still looks good, good. In my neck, neck of the woods what is going on everybody welcome back to between the neighbors podcast man we are glad you're here joseph cannot be back with us again but uh i am justin mays the host on between the neighbors and uh <clears throat> we got a uh, dustin springer back with us what's going on buddy nah, it's going good my boy ready for this pod yeah man it, it was a good time last time wasn't it oh roger i think i got him hooked on his podcast now sure did yeah we gonna we gonna get you hooked up i got a couple podcast buddies out in uh missouri and louisiana and stuff we gonna get you on that snapchat group and man it's a good old time man yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, we got a special guest today, man. I think your brother's going to jump on with us, ain't he? Yes, he is. Oh, man, that, that dude's a character. He's a character, but he's also true to the bone. Yeah, he is, man. He uh, He's a good dude, but... uh, He's a good dude all all the way around, bro, but he's real to the core, dude. You ain't going to find nobody no realer than this dude. Right, right. Yeah, we're going to give him a call and see. let's see if he answers or not. Let's see. Let's see, bud. All right. He's my little brother, but he's also a bigger brother. Yeah, he's about fucking what? Hey, hey, dude, I come to his shoulder, bro. Legit. Yeah. Hello. Brandon Springer, what's going on, my boy? Hey, man, I just want to let you know you're live on the podcast, my boy. Heck yeah. (laughs) I got Dustin here with me, so. What's up, little bro? Yeah. What are we talking about tonight? Man, this is how we go. We talk about stuff that we've been through, that we're going to go through, stuff, just real stuff, legit. Right. No phony bull crap. Yeah. Give them, give them, give them people. It don't matter what kind of stories you want to tell, you tell it. You know, if we know it, we'll, we'll jump in there and kind of help out the story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got, we got listeners in other countries, man. They like to hear these kind of stories and, you know, how, how these, people from louisiana grow up and you know i'm not from louisiana but i'm from east texas you know but i lived over there with you guys so you know i i kind of know what's going on so yeah well y'all want me to start a story well you go ahead bud boy well i was hoping to jump in on one of y'all okay uh all right i'll tell you a story and i know you're gonna know this story justin won't but Actually, I think I told him a piece of it, but... Let's hear it, bud. Childhood. Remember childhood, man? Yeah. I mean, uh... I mean, how many of my girlfriends that you used to fall in love with? Yeah, every one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There's a story. Pick one and run at it, dude. Uh, cold feet's gone, bro. You answer the phone. The cold feet's gone. I don't know, big dog, uh... It, it don't matter what kind of story it is. Just kind of be truthful with it. Y'all don't want that. Y'all get kicked off the air. No, we won't. No, man. Hey, hey, so, so, hey, Brandon, so listen. 
So we're on Spotify, right? And Spotify is based out of Germany. This ain't no American bullshit that we're on. Yeah. So so with Spotify being out of Germany, they don't they don't do none of that fucking censoring shit or nothing like that, you know. They let us be real to our, yeah. our stories. Hell yeah. So you, you America is not free, my boy. Yes, yeah, it's not free. Hey man, you from Louisiana, you gotta say what you gotta say. Fuck all the mother motherfucking liberals and all the mother motherfuckers, you know. Say what you gotta say. And you can also talk about your favorite president. Hey, hey, I like Uncle Joe. I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he need to send send me another stimmy. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen, bud. <laughs> well, that's why I ain't voting for him again. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my boy? You're still with us there, Bam. Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear, my boy. I'm getting on Ike's Road. It's body service through here. Oh, come on, man. Dang. Yeah, but I'm good. I'm at the good end, but uh, it's going to get rough. I ain't gonna it's like about it. a 45-50-minute pod, bro. Yeah, well, I got, I'm headed to picking, so I got to get time to talk. Hey, picking, you know what picking is, right? Oh, yeah. Now, uh, I mean, it's any story, you know, that men, you know, you try to find a story that I, I at least know that, because if I know it, Justin knows it. Yeah. Growing up, me and you growing up, you know what I'm saying? It's basically stuff that you can bring up from the past that you, you know, you remember from the past, you know, anything, dude. Hell, honestly, bro, talk about something that, you, you know, only you know, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, you know which one came to mind? What's one, that boy? And I was outside the camper that night. Boy. <laughs> boy. Go ahead with it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I already know the story, but I want to hear it. That's his story. I'm going to let him tell it. Go nah, ahead, I want to hear your side. No, I want to hear it. Tell my side. Come on, Dustin. We got to taste- tell two sides of the story. Hey, I can't tell your story. You can tell your story, and then I can... See, manipulate hey, the story hey, by hey, telling my side. Hey, Brandon, all I know is Dustin's side, so I need to hear your side. All I know is that guy them camper wasn't level when he's done. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Who was that with, Bam Bam? I don't know. You want me to get you in trouble or what? Do it, do it. Nah, I'm playing. You switch your wife. Passes the pass, baby. Roger, Dodger. Long before I got married, I'm good. That didn't matter. I still wouldn't have sold my horse for it, Hey, dude, that's one woman I'd sell my horse for any day, but if it was anybody else, I'd have said, hell no, I'm keeping my horse. Hey, I, man, I'm going to shut up. My <laughs> old man might be listening. Nah, man, like, legit, legit as fuck, dude, I sacrificed a lot. Dude. I f- sacrificed a lot for that woman at the beginning, from the start, dude. Yeah. Hell. And I, I, if I had a chance to go back, I'd do the same thing, bro. Yeah? Yes, sir. You're a good so, so, Brandon, let me... Okay, so we can't come up with any stories at the moment. Let me let me go ahead and ask you, what, you know, what's, what's kind of your fucking... What's kind of your story, you know? Oh, I'm just your average old white boy, I reckon. Two percent, right? Oh, yeah, but you're, you're, well. you're, you're a different breed, bro. You're from that Louisiana. Two percent. Well, Justin. Ask him what 2% mean. What's that 2% mean, bud? Well, that 2% smarter than what you're working with at all times. That's right. That's fucking right, bud. No, uh, 2% uh, 2% of uh, drug addicts get sober and stay sober. And you part of the 2%, right? 
Huh? You part of the two percent, right? Oh yeah, I smoked my weed, but other than that, you damn right. That's right, my boy, and I can't be no prouder. I think I, I think marijuana should be legal. I think marijuana should be legal everywhere. Right. Period. As long right. as you only allowed, you should be allowed a, a, at least a certain amount at a time. Yeah. No. Well, it is legal till you get caught with it. Okay. Yeah, that is true. Hundred percent. Well, I know Louisiana's legal. You know, you can go in there and say you got back pain or some shit, and they'll write your fucking prescription. They write y'all one. I'm not allowed to get one. Well, I don't have mine. I'm over in Texas, so. No, legit, man. I I tell everybody all the time. My little brother, he's uh, he's real to the core, and it's as simple as that, you know. And. Like legit are real to the core, you know. Out of all my siblings, you are the one that's real. What's up? You heard me? What you say? I said you give me a big head over here. Nah, man. Don't let that head swell up. See you pop off that fucking off that bike floating in the air now, my boy. Yeah. Nah, legit. I tell everybody all the time. My little brother's real as shit. You yeah. can't find nobody no realer. I said, out of all my siblings, he's the one I'd rather hang out with because he's real. And if you got something to talk about, he'll listen. But he I, and, and, around and talk shit about you. you and know? another thing, man, with with Brandon, you know, you know, one thing like me and you were talking about, you know, like me and you were talking one time. I think Brandon was there too, and we were talking about we had a pro. Oh, I had a problem with someone. You're like, let's go beat that motherfucker's ass. <laughs> and Brandon. <laughs> Hey, Brandon was fucking down like fucking yesterday, you know. I mean, he's he's ready to go all the time. Yeah. I try to stay out of fights now, but uh, if somebody's got a problem, I don't mind having a problem, if that makes sense. Roger. Everybody's got their own ways of thinking, bro. And if I, if anybody else don't understand it, then they can just suck a dick. Well. And choke yeah. on it. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> so what you gonna get right now actually? I'm gonna get a four wheeler and uh, uh well my old lady's on this fancy ass vacuum cleaner and uh I know somebody's got the same one the store's got for half price and it's still in the box, so I'm gonna get that too. What you trading for it, my boy? You the traders of the trade, my boy. You trade everything for anything. Yeah, uh, the four wheeler I'm trading that jet ski for, and then, uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the vacuum cleaner, Swiffer Wet Jet thing, uh, I'm for free. You get for free, but just because you're doing the trade. But. Now, when are you going to trade that damn GMC, that Chevrolet I got up behind your house so I can have some money? I, I had the fella back there looking at it today. He's wanting to buy it. Tell him 2500 is his. Well, yeah, uh, I thought you said uh, fifteen, so I told him two, but I'll tell him twenty-five. <laughs> you get twenty-five hundred for it, I give you a hundred dollars, easy, all day long. No, he's gonna have to give me something too. I'm gonna tell him twenty-five and something. Or, or you tell him two thousand dollars without the rims and tires. Which, which for GMC you talking about? Somebody you ain't seen that one. The white one? No. The green one? The gray one. No, I ain't seen that. I got a gray one, dude. I mean, I got truck. I got three vehicles, bro. Yeah. I got a yellow one. I got a yellow gym. Uh, yellow I know you got the F-150. We bought that motherfucker the same day. Yeah, same day. You all got right. your black one. I got all my right, blue you one. Got for all them no, you ain't getting my yellow one, bro. 
Junkyard prices pretty high right now. You better get it in while the getting's good. Nah, bro. All I need is about a thousand dollars, and I can get my, my my that one running hundred percent. Which one? That yellow one, bro. The one you you went and test drive for for me because yeah. my arm was fucked up. Yeah, for how long though? It's a Chevrolet. Man, that motherfucker's four wheel drive, son. And I pay fifteen for it. Yeah, you got it. You take a good deal. I'm just, you know I'm going to bad mouth Chevrolet. <sighs> I bad mouth Fords all the time, but I still drive one. I've never been known to wear a bow tie, so I ain't going to put it on the front of my truck. I ain't never been, I've never been known to, to uh, wear a bow tie, but I still sport one on the front of my truck because that motherfucker hey. tends to run real good with it. Hey, how'd uh, Kevin Gates say it? How'd he say it? He said, I'm built for tough, and I still hold up. That motherfucker broke uh, down right now. Who, me? No, Kevin Gates. <laughs> no, that was, that, that was Colt Ford. Or, no, no, it was Upchurch. I'm built for tough. Ain't much that I can't take. Man, there's a lot of yeah. motherfuckers that think they built for tough, but they still get sick sometimes. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> but all reality, I, I talk shit about a Ford, but, you know, me and my wife, we do share a Ford until I get my Chevrolet running. But I will say, there is good, it don't matter what brand it is, you got good vehicles and bad vehicles, it don't matter what the fuck the brand is. Hey, I don't agree. You don't agree? Hell no. <laughs> well, you do got a Ford sitting in your front yard, you still ain't drove down the road yet, right? Oh. Hey, I could drive it right now. Yeah, but it's leaking all like a motherfucker. But it's summertime, I don't need something with AC, I need my hair getting blue in the wind. I will tell you this, that... that that uh, that light blue Ford you got at your house, I st- I'll drive the fuck out of that motherfucker any day of the week. Oh, I'm about to be. Uh, you need to hurry up before somebody will be. Uh, uh-huh. Me. Yeah, I hear you. That is you a pretty fuck. That, that fucking color of that Ford is gorgeous, bro. Hey, you couldn't handle that power. I don't you need power, bring- man. I need luxury. You better bring your booster seat. My booster? You know they make vehicles yeah. with booster seats in them now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just got to make them for the front. That's the only problem I got. I'm 5'4", and I've still got to fucking scoot the seat all the way up to the dash to drive. Yep. Now, you find a single cab truck, you know, you run it up one notch, and I can roll all day long. Man, these old boys got me back in the middle of nowhere. Boy, they got you in the boonies, my boy. Ain't nobody like me from picking either. Fuck them. Fuck them. Hey. Don't you got the... Hey, that sucks you ain't got that old... That sucks you ain't got that old 1911, ain't it? <laughs> that old 1911. Yeah, I know. I got my brass knuckles in my, uh, my, uh, my beater stick. You cut me the right deal, you will have that 1911. Oh, man, I don't want to hear your mouth about it, really. That's all I'm saying. Right, the right... Hey, what do you want for? The right deal. I don't know. What kind you, what you got? Well, hey, did y'all say my full government name on here? No, Bam Bam. That's your name. Oh, yeah. Oh, y'all fucking each other over? <laughs> I guess we'll never know, huh? Oh, you will never know, right, boy? Hey, they say, they say you never know if you like it until you try it. Oh, well, I fucking tried it and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no! He wasn't ready. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, now I know I'm not gay. Nah, you don't know you're not gay. You just ain't come out the fucking closet yet. Is the closet closet cracked, or, or are you just peeping through the fucking keyhole? Uh, you just you just look underneath the door, see what's out there right now. No, 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 no. He's looking through the fucking keyhole. 
knowledge yet, bro. I mean, uh, we'll talk about that later if you want to. I mean, no big deal. But uh, my my issue is I'm about to start traveling. Which, the way I'm traveling now, I got somebody with a fucking pistola with them. I don't know who that is. Hey. All I'm saying is it ain't going to do you no good to have one if you ain't going to use it. Well, I'll use it if it comes to the time. Because if I got to put my hand on it and pull it, and pull that motherfucker, I'm going to use it. I mean, it's legit. But yeah. I ain't got it with me right now, you know what I'm saying? It's at home with the wife. I got to make oh, sure she... Yeah, I got to make sure it's with her. You know, I'd rather, rather oh, see her with... Here? Yeah, it's been down there, son. It stays on my front seat. Oh, the blue truck. Of the green truck, my boy. Oh, hey, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you come home, you ain't going to have no wheel tires or pistols. That's fine. Insurance is a bitch. Like a good neighbor, state form is there. <laughs> or farmers, hey. we see, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. If y'all really want to know, come along. I got this call me. I know a guy. You know a guy? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stay to the real road. Because, you, know, like, you know, you know how the government rolls. You know, if you lie to them, they put you in prison. But if they lie to us, it's called hey. being a politician. Yeah. Hey, fuck the goddamn government. I say the government Boy, can suck on my nuts. Yeah. yeah, they are. That motherfucker gave me a fucking ticket, 10 over, fucking going to fucking that hospital that day that Granny was in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Motherfucker gave me a fucking ticket. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I three, mean, so far, I ain't three, never met a Texas cop that was a fucking prick. $300. No, hey, look, and I got pulled over over out in Alpine, way out in West Texas, where the illegals is way bad, you know. And, uh, man, I, I got pulled over probably six or seven times, and not one time did I get a fucking ticket. And they, they were all state troopers, too. They also understand your situation, though. Right. That's the kind of police you need to deal with. They deal with the real shit, not the fucking bullshit. Hey, there's a damn cop in Rose Pine, Vernon Parish, that's going to give me two tickets. One for running red light, and then the second one for speeding. What's his name? One, look, I don't know his name. Is uh, it Dennis Parrott? No, it's not Dennis Parrott. No, Dennis Parrott, he's fired, right? He already got fired. Uh, I don't know, but this little fat fucker, he, uh, <laughs> first ticket for running a red light was a goddamn lie. Yeah, if you ain't got a camera proving that you ain't run it, bro, they gonna shaft you hey, every time. Maryville's a I'm fucking big worst. Right. Maryville. Uh, I done been in my law books. If he don't show up to the court date, court date is automatically dismissed. Yeah, Maryville PD is a bunch of fucking dumbasses. I, I think they for sure need to defund the fucking Maryville PD, and Bullgard needs to take over there. Well, no fucking Bullgard too. Well, Bullgard's better than Maryville PD, bro. Maryville PD will pull you over for no fucking reason. They'll come up with a reason to pull you over. Hey, hey. Be, even if it's fake. Dustin, you know Stewart? The one we're going to be working with? Yeah. Yeah, he got pulled over by Maryville PD. Really? He was driving to Ragley, and uh, he got pulled over, and uh, he just tell me about it. Yeah, Maryville PD a bunch of fucking dumbasses. This is what Maryville PD does. It's a small-ass county, and they want to pull every fucking dime they can get it's out of the parish. fucking county. A parish, whatever you want. Parish. parish, whatever. It's yeah. still small. It's like literally got one gas fucking. It's got one fucking gas station. That's, that, that's the town, bro. You're the parish is big, but it's the fucking hey. city that you're talking about. It's fucking Maryville. It's, it's a town. Good, it ain't even. They a got city. one fire station. They got like fucking four police officers. Hey, hey, while we're on it, tell me about that fucking fire story we had. Oh, you talking about when I called in the fucking fire story? Yeah, when we, when me, you, and yeah, fucking, and it took uh, them fucking. 
almost an hour to get there. And the first person on scene was fucking Maryville PD. No, 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 no. Oh, uh, uh, it was Pujo. No, Pujo, Pujo was the first yeah. fire department on the scene, and it was furthest away than anybody else. They literally had a fire station, literally a quarter mile down the fucking road. That yep. was the last ones there. Yep. And that was Shelby's step something or something, wasn't it? It was the Shelby's uncle's Shelby. fire station, yeah. but he wasn't in charge. Right. But he he had the fucking water truck or some shit. Yeah, didn't? all he had was a water truck. That's yeah. what he, he didn't have the pump. Well, anyway, look, I'm, like I'm I'm gonna tell y'all I'm gonna tell y'all real. So so we were all drinking and everything, and uh, you know we were all drinking. I think it was Fourth of July or something, and uh, it was the Fourth of July night. Yeah, it was probably two three years ago. No, it was not this year. No, not this coming up year, but the past year. Well, anyway, we 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 uh we all were drinking and stuff, and we go down to the. The 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 dam, right? Yeah, we went. Me, you, and Parker went and checked out the dam to see what the water yeah, level well, was. We were going back. We going to go fishing. Yeah, the we were going to go fishing, and and we would go, go back to get our fishing poles. And I, I swear to God, I was praying because you know we was all drinking and stuff, and it was it was yeah. Parker trippy. was uh, literally on one side to the road every ten foot. Yeah, and I I was praying, even though he had denied to this day, but he was on one side of the road or the other every ten foot. And yeah, and I I was praying like hell in the back seat. What did I do, Justin? What? I lean, I lean my seat back so I couldn't look at the road. Yeah. Well, I, oh, Jess, right? You let me drive or let me out? Yeah. Well, well, I started fucking praying, you know. I'm like, hey, man. He prayed to God. I swear, I swear to God to this day, I was, pray, oh, I, I, I was praying to God. Well, anything, we, we were coming back down uh, 389, wasn't it? It was 389? 389. Yeah, 389. That's road after road down. Back from the fucking dam. And uh, heading to Shelby's dad's. And it was right after right after we right after I got done praying, we looked over and the fucking house was a fucking full blazing sun. Dude, when I say it had fucking thirty foot flames on the roof, I'm not exaggerating. It had thirty foot flames. Hey, we, on we, the fucking... we we pulled in there. We went to the front door, and we, you went to the back. Man. What's up? Hey, I'm about to pull up at this house. All right, ma'am. Well, we'll. I'm gonna text y'all and tell y'all to call me back. All right. Well, we'll let you call. We'll let yeah, you, you call the air yeah, when we can. Yeah, you call us back. And you know, if you want to listen to full podcast, like we said, we'll we'll, we'll show you how to do that. Uh, All right, Bam Bam, signing out on you, Bam Bam. Yeah. Right, Bam Bam, signing out. He's yeah, he's all. Well, anyway, so you know, I was praying to God. You know, I was like, you know, something's got to happen because this dude is all over the road. You know, he's drunk and, and everything. This is this is, this is a, literally if it. If Justin wouldn't be my best friend, this would this dude would be my literally best friend. But I still he still scares me. He drunk or not, I can be drunker than drunker than a fucking skunk, and he still scares me to death. But I still rather be with him than him be by himself on the road. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was praying to God, you know, and like you know, you know, let something come up, you know, or we have to stop or do something, you know. Well, anything. Anyway, we 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 we. We're we pulled all the way up to the fucking house when it was Yeah, so we far. pulled up, and this house is completely on fire. Which I know how that, you know, in a way, I do know how that fire got started, but I can't say I, it on air. Yeah, I do too. But anyway, we, uh, so anyway, that I look over, that house is on fire, and I said, oh shit, look, a fire. And then and Parker, Parker locks up the brakes. Parker locks up the brakes. We back up, you know, we pull into that driveway, We and then me, me, Dustin, and Parker, we run up to the front door, you know. And no, it, no, 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 no. Me, you, and Parker ran to the corner. We ran all the way around that fucking house, dude. Yeah. Other part, we only part we didn't run up to was the carport. Yeah. Because there wasn't no vehicles there. 
Yeah. But there was a lot of fucking butane bottles and shit. Yeah. But there was a gas, there was a big old gas ta- uh, butane tank. You know, you know, you know the, ga- the natural gas tanks that yeah. people set up at their house. Yeah, propane. We stayed the fuck away from that because we were scared. Because that's where the fire was at. You know, it was in the kitchen. Right. I found out where that kitchen was at. It was right there by the gas right. tank. And I remember, I remember me and you, me, you, and Parker, we ran up to the front door. Yeah, and then y'all ran away. Parker said, get the fuck away from the fucking front door. Right. I mean, there's nobody look, answering. Look, what I'm telling you. It was so fucking hot. I ran back. It, it was so hot. You know, you couldn't even, like, knock on the door. I mean, it was just. No, 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 no. I knocked on the glass, and the gra- glass cracked because it was so hot. Dude, it was so hot that I had to put my Look. hand on my face. Yeah, and then we ran back, and I remember I looked over. We we got back in the truck. You know, it was just so hot. No, the bullets went off, the, you know, the no, live rounds. No, no, that was after. But no, I'm no. talking. No, no, listen. So I remember me and you and Parker got back in the truck, and we're waiting, you know. And uh, I remember I looked over to the front door to my right. One of us ran back to that door and checked one more time. I don't know if it was me or Parker. Yeah. Well, I remember I looked over to my right, and that fuck, the fire right there. Dude, where we were all three what? standing there literally 35, 40 seconds before that collapsed. Well, I remember I looked over to my right at the front door, and I was like, oh, shit, look. The fucking fr- the front light came on, you know, and it was yeah, that, it, and it was really that fire, you know, that, yeah. that burned through, you know, and the whole thing. And I'm like, like oh shit! So Parker, I remember Parker putting his truck in reverse to back away from the fucking truck. Yeah, because it and fucking then, and then we were sitting the, there. We the were, live ammunition they had in the house was going off. And yeah, going holes through the fucking right. The whole house. And then we were standing there, and then that's when the fucking you saw that purple fucking volt of lightning or whatever shoot through the fucking electric. Yeah, and their AC also blew up too, and their butane. The butane blew up, dude. Yeah. I ain't. Not, I always seen butane. Yeah, it was an explosion, right? Yeah, butane usually, you know, half full or above, it'll just blow <laughs> till it ran out. Mm-hmm. Well, this fucking that house blew up, dude. It blew half the roof off that yeah. motherfucker. And I look, I remember whenever the boom, fire, it blew fire, half the house away. The fire department got there, you know, they they come up and we stayed out at the road at this time. Yeah, that I was the one that was, the name was on the nine one one call. I had to take a statement. Y'all didn't have to take a statement. I did. Right. Well, I took a statement. And I'm not going to go into details what happened. But I'm going to tell you this. Me, me, Justin Mays, and Parker Owen did not start that fucking fire. Yeah. I know who started that fire, but, you know, I can't really prove it. Right. I just heard. Right. Grease fire. Fill a fucking pot full of grease and set it on fire. No. Set, turn that motherfucker on high. And get yeah. the fuck out of there. Set it on fire. All you got to do is turn it on high to put them gulps in flames and burn the whole fucking house. Out. It was yep. insurance. And, and, and what I kind of thought was funny is them, everyone was still fucking up. I mean, this shit was like 3 o'clock in the fucking You know morning. what they got out there right now? A fucking camper, bro. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they so, so they were they were These people were trying to sell their land. Because me, me, and, me and my they wife. They were selling it for $68,000. Me me and my wife were actually looking at it at the house and everything. Yeah. We, we were looking to buy it. And then... You know, you know. At the time, I wasn't thinking about it. You know what what house it was. The next day, you told me, Dustin, I had that marked on my list as a potential fucking piece of land I wanted to buy. Yeah. But yeah, dude. You know, you know. About three, four months later, my name got brought up in that. You know, saying that I started that fire, and I called it in. Yeah. I think that's kind of horseshit. You know, I'm not gonna say who said I started a fire. But I'm just going to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? You already know who I told you. Yeah, I know. I think that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. But, but I mean, all three of our stories line up. You know, we went down I mean, to the dam. We literally, back. we was coming down from the dam, and we literally passed the house. Like, we thought they had a bonfire going, and I happened to look back. And it's like, and I look back at you, you're just like, 
that fucking house is on fire. I was like, fucking house is on fire. And parking literally locked his brakes up, slid 80, 90 feet, and we backed all the way up. And legit, dude, when I say legit, we pulled all the way up to the fucking front door of this fucking house. We didn't drive to the carport. We drove through the fucking grass, straight to the front door, jumped out, and went to beating on the house. Every fucking piece of fucking glass we could beat on. We was beating on it, my boy. Because I, I wasn't sure the exact situation. All I know is it was a fucking blade 30, 40 foot in the air from the fucking house. Coming from the, not the front corner, but the back corner from the side we pulled up in from coming from the driveway. I didn't know if there was 50 people in that motherfucker or one person or zero people. But I was worried about somebody being in there. So I beat on the fucking door. I beat, we, man, I'm telling you, I beat all over that fucking house. This brick house. Every, every window I seen, I beat. Constant. Like at least five or six fucking beat. Boom, 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 boom. And I screamed at the top of my, top of my lung. And I wasn't the only one. Me, Justin Mays, and Parker Owen, we screamed to the top of our lungs. Anyone in there, if it is, let us know. We got. We can help you get out, you know. Worst case worst, I bust a fucking one out. And, you know, a lot of times that's the worst thing to do is bust a one out because it just yeah. blows. But, you know, I can bust a one out and duck down real quick. Real quick. I'd rather take a little few burns yeah. on the fucking shoulder or hand and you know, save somebody, you know? And, you know, like with house fires, you know, when I was 12, I actually was in a house fire. Yeah, every time I burn certain pieces of wood, you fucking, you have an issue with the wood. You literally will not stand around the fire. Right. Yeah, so when I was 12 years old, I, my uncle's house, he, he lived in a single wide, and, uh, man, it... It, it's bad stuff, man, and it, it's not—it's really nothing to joke around, you know. With, but uh, I was 12 years old. I was sleeping on a bean, big old green bean bag. I remember that, and uh, I remember, you know, I was supposed to stay in that room that that the the house fire actually started in. You know that room, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just gonna stay right here, you know, in this in, on this green bean bag, and uh, anyway. That that night happened, you know, when I, I woke up, you know, I heard yelling and my uncle was yelling at my aunt, you know, Melissa, Melissa. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I was so low to the ground already, you know. And uh, so I was, I, you know, I was like, whatever. I, I tossed and turned and everything. And, and then he just kept yelling. I heard glass breaking and everything. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I, I you know, I... Tried to open my eyes. I couldn't see nothing. You know, it's completely black. You know, you couldn't see your hand right in front of your face. Yeah, I remember that story you told me. And, uh, well, anyway, I got up. I put my shirt <laughs> over my my nose, and I started walking out the, you know, walking to the front door. And then uh, that's when you noticed a hole in the sidewall with y'all. Well, yeah, I opened, up the front, I opened up the front door, and I looked down to the right, down the side of the house, you know, and there's just flames. <laughs> shooting out the side of the house i look back and there's black flame i mean black smoke just pouring out this house and i passed my uncle on the stairs going down and uh he was like run to grandma's because he lived on my my grandmother's property you know and uh, i ran over there you know I, I was booking it son i went i knocked on their door went knocked on their fucking window back to the door you know she come running up put her she had her nightgown on she put a little like jacket or something on over she was like what's going on and i said Alan's house is on fire. She sat me down, put me on a, a breathing machine, 
uh, you know, for oxygen or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, they had 911. They called 911. It took 911. You know, it took the first responders fucking an hour before they even showed up, you know. Which, luckily, everyone was out of the house, but, man, it's bad. And and so now, to this day, anytime I smell a certain smell or anything, I have flashbacks. Yeah. You know, you, I got to step away. Fuck, it fucks you up, dude. I'll it's gag. You know, it, it's bad stuff, but, you know, I remember, you know, I remember, I remember after I got off that breathing machine, I went outside, took a, a breath of fresh air. My mom was standing with My mom was 45 minutes away. First, first chance. She beat I, them there. Yeah, she beat the first responders there. The first time I called her, she answered. She was like, hey, yeah, man, this was 2 o'clock in the morning, you know. Yeah. And uh, I called her. She was like, hey, what's, what's going on? I'm like, Alan's house caught on fire, you know. As soon as she got there, I was still on the breathing machine. And, uh, you know, we walk outside. I started breathing some fresh air, and that was it, dude. I, I threw up everywhere, you know. And then she ended up taking me to the hospital, and they started talking about, you know, charcoal in my stomach and yeah, they want to make sure there wasn't nothing in your lungs and shit like that. But not mean to cut you off, but I will say this: I I give it, I I, I get a shout out to any first responder in the world, mm. you know, because they take a sacrifice that nobody else does. And, but I do think it's not the first, it's not the people themselves, but it's the it's the, the cities and the states and the government's choice they need to have certain people ready to go 100 percent, not sitting at the house napping you know having a full-time well, see, job and trying but, but, to but take care prob- of all this the problem with that though is these small cities you know or small towns they can't they don't have the funding for that so they well, have that's to have the government's problem no that, that's excuse me they you you can't have like you know the city the the county of Montgomery, they've got multiple fire stations, people sleeping at the stations and stuff. I exactly. Mean, but, you know, you've got, got a town of Maryville, Louisiana, that's literally got one fire station, one police station, and the police station's literally four or five people tops. Well, okay. Well, the one of them people need to be on duty at all times. But they, don't, but they don't have the funding. They fun- can handle that. But they don't have the funding for that. Well, that's the government's fucking problem. Well, I mean, I guess. But thank our fucking, our hairy legs. I got a hairy legs president. That's not the president. The president ain't got nothing to do with local officials. It starts from the president, buddy. No, it starts with locals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it don't matter where it starts at, but we still need somebody. If you if you're gonna be in charge of a fucking fire station, the the top dog with a fire station should be paid to be there. Don't matter what he's doing. If he's sitting on his ass, it doesn't matter. He should be there at the fire station. Just like we always got constant well, police see, with, officers. Uh, with a lot of them towns in Louisiana, you know, they're so small and stuff. You know, a lot of them guys are volunteer. It don't, and, and, and I got, I got. That's what I'm saying. Volunteer gotta, or not, you need to have one person constantly there. I know, but that's, that's not their full time job, though. That's what I'm saying. That's They're, why you need to pay them enough to be there full time. Right. And it can't be just one person's job. He can't stay there 24 seven, seven days a week. Right. You need two people that that can swap. So, out so basically, constantly. so basically, what you're trying to say is they need to kind of be like. You know, like Willis, you know, where they got someone, you know, they got a crew there for fucking... Not necessarily a crew, but at least one person that can say, okay, let's go. At least one person right. can get there. <laughs> Besides right. 45, 50 minutes away, you know, on time, you know, 45, 50 minutes mm-hmm. to get there. Right. It'd be 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes tops to get there. Because a lot of times, a lot of people, uh, being a fireman, you know, you should know, you know, 
You light a fucking trailer on fire, it's not going to burn about fucking 45 minutes. About 15 minutes. You'd be max. lucky to see 15 minutes sometime. Yeah, about 15 minutes max. Yeah, that motherfucker's gone by the time you get there. You know, if somebody's in there, they're, they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way I see and, it. And see, I got, a, I got a lot of buddies that were... You got a lot of technology. Oh, I got cameras I can see from space. Apparently see from space. Right. Okay. And then, you know, we can go on a whole nother topic on that if you want to. No. But we're going to hold off on that. Yeah. We can talk about that another time. Yeah. And, you know, cops, honestly, are underpaid. But in a way, about 50% of these cops are fucking dumbasses. That just because they can pass the training course, they can become a cop. Right. I mean, hell, if it wasn't for the reading, I'd become a cop. Right. Legit. Yeah. And that's and see, straight to it. My brother in law was a cop through and through, and he done his job to the fullest. Yeah. But let me tell you something right now. When he was on duty, he was at home asleep at night. Mm-hmm. On duty. As long as he had a phone and fucking radio right next to him, he could take a fucking nap. Yeah. Well, that tells you everything you need to know there. I yeah. love my brother-in-law to death. Yeah. And But there's there's nights where he was on duty at home asleep. Yeah. Next to his wife, which was my sister. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. And he, I know. Well, well, see, I know, a, I know a lot of volunteer firefighters. You know, well, I, know, I say a lot. I know two of them. You know, you got Rodney and Jesse. Rodney. Rodney. But if, well, you Jesse knew Rodney and, if you knew Rodney as a person, as a private person, you would trust him with your life. Right. And and me and Rodney, you know, we had these conversations before. And you know, Joey, he he was a he was a fireman too before he come out here. My neighbor. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, uh well me and Rodney were you know, he was talking to me about, you know, his first responder stories and stuff, you know, and, and they had this woman that pulled out a uh Delta Downs or something. What is it? Delta Downs is over there in Benton? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, she pulled out in front of an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, that's the one he said he 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 said he thought there was two or three people in that in that car because that one was torn to pieces. Yeah, she well she was stretched from one side to the other. She pulled out in front of an eighteen wheeler, and the eighteen wheeler was rolling. You know, and, and and back in high school, and and back in high school, you know, I I went on to the first responder thing too. You know, we had classes that we could go to, and and uh, I I did the first semester or. Well, I did a whole year of it, but I did the first course of it, and uh, it was a health class, you know, on on the human body and stuff like that, and and that was one of the things I wanted to do back in high school was be a a, a paramedic or, you know, and uh, man, after hearing these stories, man, there's I don't think my mind could handle pulling up on these on these on these scenes, you know. Yeah, I I just don't think I can see. For one, I can't see a kid dead kid. A kid, yeah. I can't see a kid dead or die in front of me. For damn sure, can't see none of that. Yeah. Because I got four kids, and, oh, Lord, my life would be miserable without them. Right. But uh, I also, I just couldn't see myself see a, any type of human die. It don't matter right. what race, what color, what and, and, age, or anything, you know. It's, right. And me and you were just it, talking about that because. It messed me up for life, you know. Right. And me and you were just talking about this last night, actually, you know, because you were talking about you, you you were saying something about you could you know you could run the train or something, and yeah. I, and I, that's I would I, like to run the train, and, and that's what I was telling you. You know these these guys you know at these crossings stuff these cars that stay on these train tracks whenever the train's coming, you know a lot of these guys see the last parts of these people's lives whenever they hit that car. You know they look down and they could you know they're looking at each other in the eye. And then next thing you know they're 
flipped over, cars on fire, or anything. Or, cars cutting like four pieces. Yeah, I mean, you just never know, man. Or it's just one and, tiny and, and, piece and of metal. The problem with left. that is, you know, a train doesn't stop on a dime. Oh hell no! That's you know, it'd take a mile to stop if you're doing. I ain't never seen. I ain't never seen anything stop on a dime, my boy. I mean, it's just saying, you know, it right. takes so many feet to stop any vehicle. Period. Right. But you know, I, I was hearing a story one time. I think I, I told you this last night too. But there was a guy walking down the side of the tracks on the on the shoulder on the ties. Yeah, 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 yeah. You told me about that yesterday. Yeah, well, he was walking the wrong side of the tires. Yeah, took the fuck out. Yeah, and uh, well, the snowplow on the on the front of them them engines, you know, them them trains, like. Well, yeah, when the trains that's, that's what 50, it trains uh, fifty fifty five mile an hour with a snowplow. I mean, what else you expect? Right. Well, well, it hit him, and he flew fifty feet up in the air, come back down, hit the ground, didn't move. Well, the only thing he had was a puncture wound right there to his back. But you know the, the the extent of right the impact is what right you, you know well there's no telling how far that far that snowplow you know went into him you know Roger Roger I mean I mean there's there's situations in anything but if you sign up to be something you you sign up for the whole thing not right. just a and, piece of it and I don't know man like if you sign up to be you know train crew or anything like that you know with Union Pacific or BNSF or you know, North Fork or anything like that, or CSXX. I don't, I mean, I'm pretty sure they tell you, you know, like to begin with, you know, like, hey, there's going to be times or, you know, we've had multiple times where, you know, these trains have hit cars or anything and you're going to come up on that. But there's no actually preparing your mind for it, you it know. It don't like, matter what they tell you, Justin, you can't physically or mentally prepare your mind for something like that. And if you can physically or mentally there's no preparing my mind no man there's no physically or mentally preparing your mind for that and if you can do either or then you some type of psycho yeah but yeah i don't i don't think i can i don't think i can handle that i'd rather just stay on the new track construction you know i mean i like i, I like the company i work for i do i mean i've only been here for a little over a week but man other than the long ass hours Mm -hmm. They take care of you, far as I, as far as I've seen so far, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and what I like about it, you know, the contractor side of it, you know, you're always doing something different. You know, one day you're doing the crossing, next day you're doing a bridge, next day you're doing, you know. I mean, uh, there's some days where you literally sit there and watch for fires, dude. Yeah. They yeah. pay you good money to sit there and look. Just look. Mm-hmm. And then there's some days they pay you to work your work your work like a dog, bro. Yeah. I mean, you get paid the same if you work like a dog or you just sit there. You're right. Eh. And I like that. It's it's called uh, J.C. Railroad. And I legit. J.C. So Railworks. J.C. Railworks. Yeah. But I would put it to you like this. I ain't been here a little over a week, but I love it so far. Yeah. I ain't have no complaints. Right. And the women in the office are amazing. Yeah. They're sweet people. You know, long Good as you people. Do, right. You know, as long as you do what you got to do. They do what they got to do. They take care of you. Oh, man, they take care of you, dude. They're sweet women. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a good job. And I think... I, the only thing I don't like about it is being gone away from my wife, my wife and definitely my babies. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's life of a railroad from what I heard. Right. And it is, you know. I mean, you're going to make dang good money. Your, well, they say your there's kids always will never a, starve, you know. Well, they say there's always a slope time of the year for... 
for any type of railroad company. You know, there is, and they say it's basically around Christmas time to New Year's. Right, and, and yeah. that's good. I'd rather be home for Christmas and New Year's with my family. Right. Yeah. This past year, it was it was pretty slow. I mean, I was consistent because I was out there with that that gang out there in West Texas. Well, you also about to be moving up to good future green pastures. Yeah. And I can't add, I I can't be happier. Yeah. I mean, granted, you might not be making the exact amount what you're making now, but the the long term benefits and stuff you're about to get with the money you're gonna get, right. dude. Yeah. If so I so if, if I don't become a machine operator in the next six months, I might be trying to follow you. Yeah. Because that's I what I'm telling you, man. I don't want to be on the ground for a, no. A and I can't. Dude, and I, I didn't can't either. Be Fifty, sixty years old trying to do ground work. And I didn't either, man. And I didn't want to stay on the ground either. You know, with this company, but you know, I I took it in, and uh, and I I learned the track itself. You know, especially with working all the new construction guys and stuff. Yeah, and, and you got to have the water truck because right all the fire hazards. And I learned the welds and and all the other stuff. What. Man, I learned I've seen it. the welds, Brad. That's pretty simple, dude. I never seen something no simpler than that. Right. Well, I mean, I learned it. You know, I learned which anchors and stuff to knock off, which, which, uh, which. Um, and you do not have to knock off every single freaking anchor, as long as you go so far out on the right side of the uh the tie. cross tie. Yeah. On each side of the weld. Yeah. You're good. Right. Now, if you're pulling, now if you're pulling a foot or something like that, then you gotta knock off every tile so far back. As right. simple as that. Or if you don't do that, it's gonna pull the fucking tie with you. Mm-hmm. And plate, tie, everything. It's just gonna knock everything out of weight. Then eventually, you're gonna have to just replace the whole freaking thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're only pulling, if you ain't pulling no more than five inches, you you'll go about two hundred feet back, and you knock off one one. One side of the tie, it's just a little, it's basically a piece of metal that you beat on the track that holds the track to the tie. Yeah. And then you got a metal plate that it sets on it, and you nail them, you hit the, you hit the nails, I call them nails, but they call them spikes. Yeah. But you knock them into the tie that holds the metal piece to the tie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's simple stuff, but it might be simple looking at it and talking about it, but, bro, it's a lot of backbreaking work. But yeah. that don't happen all the time, dude. Yeah, you might you might have two or three days uh tops, whatever, two weeks tops that you're actually back breaking yeah. hard. hard yeah. Now them uh them crossings them new crossings that they coming up with in Louisiana. Yeah, them start them no. Well that's not just Louisiana. I mean that, that, they starting that all over, but yeah, Louisiana's about to be a good setup, dude, because we yeah. gotta do all that. That they, there's only been one crossing done like that. No, we've had more. I'm talking about it in Louisiana. Well, I don't know about Louisiana. But yeah, uh, y'all built one in Texas. Yeah. And we built we all built one in Louisiana over there in uh yeah. Lake Charles and Sulphur. Sulphur the Lake Charles area. Sulphur area. Yeah. And it was big, it was two hundred and eighty something feet long, dude. Yeah. And that rock see, they'd lay a certain type of rock down mm-hmm. and they pack it. And then they lay another rock down and they pack it too. Yeah. But they don't no, 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 no. They don't pack it. No, they don't pack the other one. They 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 packed the base down. The base. Now the other stop. The other yeah, set of rocks is three small. inch plus or minus is what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, smaller rock, and yeah. you drag it by hand. It don't matter if it can be five hundred feet long, fifty foot wide. You're dragging it by hand, my boy. Yeah, I know. I know. You, you literally drag it like you're dragging concrete. Trust me, I know. It's 
I mean, 40 feet versus 280 feet is a long difference, my boy. I know. And we we actually got 280-something feet done. And the board's laid in All the boards, yep. Ahead, over 12 hours ahead of schedule. Yep. Well, you laid all the you laid all the boards and stuff within the twelve hours. Yeah, we laid all. We weren't supposed to be putting the boards in until that till six uh, seven fifteen that morning. Yeah, we was done by five five thirty in the morning. We was getting in our trucks. Yeah, we was done, dude. Mm-hmm. He said, "Y'all, y'all twelve hours. Y'all over twelve hours ahead of schedule, if not more." And then the stuff that was supposed to come afterwards put us almost twenty hours ahead of schedule because we knocked yep. it out so quick. And then, but we also had to stay there. We also had to stay there to, you know, meet you for the water truck to make sure the concrete, the, the asphalt got cooled down faster so you can get people rolling faster. Right. Because with the concrete, I mean, with the asphalt, we cooled the surface, but other than that, we couldn't cool nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, as they was done, okay, y'all can cool the surface, but that's, I mean, some of them guys are kind of weird. They think, oh, cool the surface means cool the whole thing, but that's not how that works, you know? Yeah. I mean, me, honestly, it don't matter. Well, it was going to sit overnight anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, it was sitting overnight. They went ahead and painted it at night. But, uh, but, uh, you know, either way it goes is what it is, you know. Works, work. Bitter's bitter. Sweet, sweet. But, uh, we're going to try to get, uh, Bam Bam on here again. Let's see what he's got to talk about. Here he comes. Let's see what he got to say. That's if he ain't busy. Little brother, you know, he's youngin', but he's always busy doing something, regardless what it is. He's always rolling. He keeps his mind and his body busy. This is Brian Spring. Nope, he didn't answer. That's cool, that's cool, no big deal. He's busy. You know, it is also, you know, 10.06, you know. Yeah, what do you say? He wanted us to send him a link to, to all this. Oh yeah, no yeah. problem. Yeah, what I do, I'll just take a picture of your sticker, which I got. I got one on my yeah, phone I, too. I, I'll send it to him. I got his phone number now. Yeah, BB, bam bam. Yeah, that's what I got him set up. BB, you can't mistake that for anything. Let's try calling one more time. Want to try it out? I mean, if he wasn't busy, bro, he'd be messing up a little yet, in my yeah. opinion. He's always busy. If he's not busy, he's at home with his family. He kinda, he's got to constantly be doing something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. I mean, I, granted, I, I got married at 16 years old, you know. I, right. I got married at 16. I'm 27 years old. Yeah, I had mistakes. I screwed up. You know, I screw up tremendously, and I can't ask for a better wife. She does get on my nerves. Lord knows she gets on my nerves every day. Yep. Even though, even if we're not around each other, she gets on my everlasting nerves. But I couldn't ask for a stronger and better wife. That there's, there's not a woman in this world can be her. You know, yeah. she's one of a kind, a hundred percent. Yeah. And you know, I've done I've done bad things to her. You know. Broke her down mentally and not physically, but mentally. Mm-hmm. Broke her down mentally. You know, I've done stuff. You know, like I said, you know, I got I got a child by another woman. You know, right? 
And oh, I know. she is strong enough to stand by that and treat that kid with kindness just like she does all of her other kids. Yeah, full respect just like it's her kid, you know. Yeah, and... And you know, I there for a while. Me, me and you were just talking about this today. You know, we've known each other nine years now. Dude, you know, me and my me and my old lady's been together nine years now, and uh, so I, I've seen, you know, I've seen you and your wife. You know, you know, I I mean, I didn't seen know us, you seen us through a bad and or good, right? And uh, and not very many people seen that. My own parents don't know what we go through, right? You know, only only people really know the truth about what we go through is literally. Once my one sister in law, which is your wife, you and her mom, right? Nobody else really knows what we got, what we've been through, what you right. know, stuff like that. Matter of fact, it took several months, and her daddy finally found out I had a kid by another woman, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I regret the, the situation, but I don't regret my kid, right? No, 100%. I don't, I don't regret my kid, I love my kid 100%. You know, Carson is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I love him. Even though, you know, all my kids, there becomes times that every one of my kids just drive me up the wall, you know. Mm-hmm. But I love all my kids the same. And, you know, Tabitha loves all the kids the same, even Carson, you know. And if that if that was to change down the road, then it is what it is. Right. You know, we're going to have to figure it out or we're going to have to part ways, you know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna choose. I, I I'm not gonna. I don't think Tabitha had, would. You know. No, she's had. She's never have. You know. She's, she's come. It took her a it. long time. When I say it took her a long time to get over the situation. No, not, I know. Not the kid itself. But right. The situation. Right. It took her a long time. You know, it took her well over two, two, three years. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. She threw it in my face every time she got a chance. Right. But now she's. They like right now. She she had him this week. I'm I'm out of town working. She mm-hmm. had him this week, so he could spend time with his brother and sisters. Mm-hmm. You know, his two brothers and his sister. You know, and she she loves spending time with him too. You know? Right. And, and, and even if I was at home, you know, if she come to y'all's house two and a half hours away and spend a night or two up there for right. y'all, she brought him with with her. Right. You know? Yeah. I'm gonna bring him to let him be a part of the family because he's right. part of the family. Yeah. I mean, that's the way me and Robbie look at it too. You know, he is part of the family. You know. The only one that really had an issue with it was Tabitha's dad. Mm-hmm. He's not my grandson. It was like that for a long time, which I didn't give a fuck. He, I mean, you know, fuck you. You know, you suck my dick. Yeah. You know, the he wasn't really important. He still ain't really important to me. I love him, but he's not important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, right. The only people that are important to me is the people that's going to stand by me no matter what. You know, right. if he don't want to stand by that, then he's going to get fucked. Yeah. But over time, he finally broke down and said, you know what? It is what it is, you know. I mean, you got to live with it. You know how long it took him to do that? About five and a half, six years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, he couldn't change the situation anyway, so. It don't matter. There's nobody, there's nobody in the world can change the situation. There's only one man in this world that's living right now, and that's Jesus Christ. Right. Right. And that was, it was, to me, in my eyes, it was meant to be for some reason. Yep. The reason is, I don't know. Yeah, you don't know. It I may be know. 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years from now, you know. I might not never, till the day I die, I might not never figure out No, you'll situation. figure it out. You'll no, figure. sir. You'll you, might, you might walk into the heaven's gates and he'll tell you, okay, yeah. this is how, this is why. Yeah, now you never know. Everybody's you. got a purpose on this world. Everybody's put on this world for a purpose. Yep. It might be so simple. But it might take you 60 years to figure it out. Yeah. 
you know, and I believe that 100%. You know, and you know, I'm a, I, and, I and that's God. like, dude, I believe in God, Jesus, I believe in anything, I believe in anything when it comes to that Bible. Yep, and, and you know, one thing I always looked at, you know, sometimes, you know, not, I haven't been late at all this job, you know. I ain't, I ain't really been late at this job yet, but, you know, one thing, you know, at my other job, you know, I was late, so, you know, not all the time, you know, sometimes, I every mean, every now and then. You talking about Pot of Gold? Yeah. Do you know how many hours we worked at Pot of Gold? No, I know, but but one of the things that I looked at, you know, was someone someone brought it up, you know, like, what if, what if you woke up one morning and, and you were five minutes late, right? You, you woke up five minutes past your alarm. Well, then you go and you run into fucking traffic down the road. Well, what if that was you? You know, like what if you were in that wreck? Well, well, you know, it was God. You know that. Yeah, there's a that, reason that, for everything, dude. Right. It's like simple as uh, you know, I never thought I'd be making a podcast with you, bro. That literally, right. never right. thought once I'd be making a podcast at all. Not just with you, just in general. Because right. <clears throat> I, I tell you what, when the, the last, the not the last job I worked for, but the time before that, I was I was painting boundary lines for uh. A guy that was painting boundary lines for all these timber companies. Yeah. And they would listen to podcasts every morning. And it dropped me up the fucking wall. Yeah. Because I, I can care less. You know, at the time, I could care less for hearing somebody talk. You turn some music on or turn it off, and we'd be silent. Right. But you brought me in a podcast. Not this podcast, but podcast before that, mm-hmm. you know. And I realized something, you know, I'm I'm in their shoes now, you know, I realized something, you know, you can teach somebody something or you can right. just take stuff that's in your head that you can't just talk about just in two people. Right. You, besides talking about it between me and you, uh-huh. you can let the you can let anybody that want, that's willing to listen listen. Yeah. And you know, if it helps them it help them. If it don't, it don't. Right. And a lot of it is really, you know, you know, people hearing your story, you know. You know, kind of like me and you in the fire story. You know, like yeah. I mean, I, I got I got a story to top everything that we talked about so far. Like when I was paralyzed. Mm-hmm. You know, twelve years old. Got to have a all these. When technic shot, right? No, listen, yeah, it's technic shot, but I had to have a certain uh, a variety of shots before I was allowed to even step in school. Right. And we had literally a week and a half left before we went to school. It was on summer break. So I went and got all these shots, and they stuck a technic shot in my left arm, and it hurt. When I say it hurt, it hurt, my boy. Mm-hmm. It hurt for two, three days, and it went away. I saw it finally it went away. It made my horn, my arm, my left arm very heavy, and it came right back within two or three days. Yeah. Left arm heavy again. I was like, what the hell? But I, you know, as a kid, you overlook a lot of that thing. You know, you're young. You don't give a fuck. You know, go ahead and say yeah. it just like that. Yeah, you're out playing. And then my right arm, <coughs> <coughs> my right arm followed. It was both arms, left and right. Yeah. Then it went away, and then it got when it hit my legs. I was like, "What the fuck?" You know, at that age, I didn't say what the fuck. I was like, "What in the world is going on?" You know. Mm-hmm. Then it went away. You know, it was within a matter of, like, five days this all happened. Yeah. And I was riding a 10-speed bike, you know. Imagine, I didn't grow up on concrete. I grew up in the mud and gravel and stick, you know. Mud, you know. And we had cross ties that ran down the side of our driveway to keep people from from pulling in their yard and tearing their yard up. Well, I decided to take one of them little aluminum lawn chairs that had the cloth that seats in the backs of them. 
at 10 speed. And I was rolling down that driveway as fast as I can get that big-ass bike to go. And I jumped it. It got hung up, and I fell off, and I hit my ass bone, hit the corner of that cross tie. And literally that evening, all of it, it triggered all of it to, come, all of it to happen. Between the technic shot, they said when I hit my tailbone on that con, on that uh that wooden cross that tie, tie yeah. that caught that triggered all the symptoms to come right back. And then when it came back, it rushed back. It was called Gillian Beret, and the technic shots what caused it. And also all the all the flu shots and stuff that I got also has the same ingredient in it. Mm-hmm. I can't have none of it. It's like this COVID-19 vaccination shit. They can blow me on the head of my dick and kiss me on my asshole because I'm not taking it. Yeah. Because they had zero years of testing in this. Yeah. And they have 50 to 100 years, if not plus, of text, testing these vaccinations that right. I took already. Yeah. They damn near fucking took my life. Yeah. And what <clears throat> what the Guillain Bray does, it's also named another way it's... It's basically just, you know, first letter of each Gillian Beret. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anybody can get it. But back when I got it, I was like the third or fourth kid to ever get it in, right on record. Mm-hmm. I was 12 years old. I got it. And I got it. I felt it. Da, da, da. I went to my grandma's and helped them move. Dude, I couldn't fit, pick. If I had both feet, if I was standing up, I was fine. But if I was to even attempt to lift either foot, Either foot, it don't matter left or right. I'd hit the ground, dude. Like, a, just hit the ground. Yeah. And I couldn't really help him do much. I literally, and then by that night, I was crawling, bruh, to get everywhere. I was just crawling everywhere because I couldn't walk. Yeah. The next day, my grandma, she passed away now. Love her to death. Miss her. God, I miss her like crazy. But she brought me home, and I literally had a penguin walk to the front front porch. And our front porch was literally nine inches high, mm-hmm. maybe maybe ten tops of a step, just one step. Yeah. And I went to make that step, and I fell in the little mud hole we had right there in front of the st- on the side of the steps. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh god, that I I've known since I was a little bit old kid. You know, he went to the same school as me. You know, good guy, really good guy. You know, he had his bad moments, but it is what it is. He come pick me out the, up out the mud while my sis, both of my sisters sat there and looked at me like I was stupid. His name is Bart Young. Yeah. He's really good dude. Yeah. And he come pick me up. He said I pushed him off of me after he, I picked him up. And I can swear to this day i never done it. He said, well, that's, you shrugged your shoulders and was trying to get me off of you. And I was like, no, I didn't. It's my nerves doing that without me knowing. Mm-hmm. Well, my daddy picked me up, carried me to the bathtub, and had to hold me up with one hand and give me a bath in the other hand. Yeah. At 12 years old, that's kind of embarrassing, bro. Mm-hmm. And then they hauled me to the hospital. Don't go to fucking Dread, Louisiana and go to the hospital. Bogart, don't go there. That's where you're on fucking drugs. Yeah, they, they spent three hours testing me for fucking drugs when I was dying. Literally dying. My or I was shoot, my body was shutting down, and they was testing me for fucking drugs. Mm-hmm. Thank God we just had we had one nurse, male nurse, that remembered somehow remembered just somehow remembered about Gillian Bray when he went to school for all this. Mm-hmm. And then when one certain doctor walked, and it happened to come in, not even supposed to be in that day, just happened to walk in, and he told him da 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 da, 
And the di- that that doctor walked in and took one literally two seconds said test the spinal cord fluid. And they tested me and my shit was almost zero. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they shipped me from Dritter to Lake Charles Hospital. Mm-hmm. And they started pumping spinal cord fluid, other people's spinal cord fluid in me. And they said if I wouldn't if they wouldn't have caught it that day and the next day I probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Because that, that disease is literally designed to shut down your body and then start shutting down your organs. That means heart, liver, lungs, all your main organs. Right. And they includes brain also. Right. And it took me two and a half weeks, and I finally got out of there. I spent a whole year out of school, homeschooled, because I couldn't walk. Yeah. Man. And then when I finally started being able to walk and stuff, dude, I'd be running, trying to run. <laughs> I'm going to laugh now because it's over with, but I was... At the time, it wasn't funny, but now it's funny as hell because I was like, you just had to be there a moment, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You had to be there a moment, and, you know, that's bad when you got a little, a brother that's five years younger, you can outrun you, you know? Yeah. Outrun you at that age, you know, you're 13, 12, 13 years old, and you got a brother that's six, seven years old that can outrun you. It's kind of fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I was able to finally be able, I went from hospital to a Walker to from a walker to a cane, mm-hmm. from a cane to barely getting around without a cane, and I finally was able to go to school. But when I went to school, I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to really go to. They let me go to the playground, but I was. They they watched me like a fucking hawk. They mm-hmm. see me doing something stupid. They oh you going to you going inside? Yeah, wasn't allowed to do PE or nothing. They say oh you'll never play sports in your life. You'll never be able to work in your life. Hey son, the next year after that, I was playing football, my boy. Yeah. I said, you ain't going to tell me what I ain't going to do. Yeah. I said, if I can't enjoy life, I might as well not be in life. Right. And I played, my first sport I ever played in my entire life was basketball. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I sucked at it. God, I sucked at it. But <laughs> I I enjoyed it because of some fact, the simple fact I never got to play a sport growing up. You know, my older brother played it. And then my two sisters, they was cheerleaders yeah. for a year or two, you know. But other than that, you know, I never got to play sports right. until I was 14 years old, 12, yeah. I mean, 13, 14 years old. And I said, you know what? And then me and the, the football coach was also my PE coach. Me and him got into it one day, and I told him he could suck my dick. You know, straight up told him that, you know, you suck my dick. Fuck these exercises. I ain't got to do them because, you know, some of the exercises I really couldn't do. Yeah. And, uh. The next day, he brought me a slip. He said, you're playing football, my boy. I said, what are you talking about? I can't. Mm-hmm. I physically cannot play football. Yeah. And uh, he said, go get your go get your uh, physical done. If you pass it, you're going to play. And if you don't bring this paper back to me, you, you'll regret it for the rest of the year. Until I go to another school, you're re- you will regret it. Yep. Well, I brought it to my mom. She's like, no, you can't play sports. I was like, well, if I don't do this, this dude's going to work me like a dog every P.E. until he quits. I said, I I'm, I stayed in trouble. Even when I was ment- uh, physically disabled, I stayed in trouble. Mm-hmm. I still try to fight motherfuckers. They didn't make a fuck, you know. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you this. Playing basketball and just playing, doing regular school, I stayed in trouble. There was no, there was no direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this coach, his name was Coach Delaney. Let me tell you, he 
pretty much forced me to play sport, play football. Mm-hmm. High school football is that. Right. And then I was, dude, I was littler than people that play in junior high right. football. So, fuck it. I done the physical. The doctor I went, done the physical on, said, you pass. You're, you're healthy. Yeah. Other than your background, you're, you know, you're. Your background of the situation, you're healthy. You're just like a normal kid. Right. Well, he signed off on it, and I brought it to coach, and he said, that was also with a drug test, too. <clears throat> I gave it to him. He said, well, here's, you got to go to the uh, counselor starting tomorrow. You gonna, Your last hour will be your uh, PE hour, and you will be practicing the last hour and after school on top of that. Mm-hmm. da 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 Dude, I bulked up. I was 122 pounds. Time to end the year, I was 140 pounds of straight muscle. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Straight, solid muscle. I was a fucking solid rock. Right. Even though I was only 140 pounds, but I was solid muscle, my boy. Mm-hmm. Well, I I didn't do the, uh, I didn't do no practice during the summer vacation. Yeah. Because, you know, I went to work with my dad, learning, learning certain trades. Right. I paid for it when I went back to school, though. Yeah. He made me pay for it. I had to, pay it. I had to spend an extra 30 minutes after practice just straight running. Mm-hmm. For the first two months back at regular school. Yeah. And the guy that was bringing me home and stuff, he literally lived right around the corner. He literally sat in the, He'd go take a shower and stuff and burn time to get, be able to get me a ride home. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for him, I'd tell that dude, tell the coach, hey, man, I ain't got to ride home. I got to go now or I ain't got to ride home. Right. You can go suck a dick, you know. But you know, this coach stayed with me, stayed on my ass, one hundred percent. You know, you know, never once did I get in trouble after that mm-hmm. until he started playing the more experienced guys a little more than me. Right, and I spent more time standing there suited up, looking good as fuck, but not playing. Right, I had more time, and then I had this one chick get in my head real good and fuck me up, you know. Don't even know why the bitch wasn't even pretty. At the time she was, but now I think about it, why in the fuck did I fight this dude that I knew since I was in preschool, dude? I fought this I I fought this dude since I knew in preschool. Never once fought, never once had a problem, just because this one fucking bitch got in between us. Mm-hmm. Regret. Right. Pure, pure regret, dude. Yeah. Couldn't ask for a better dude. You know, but I fought him. Is what he is. And I ended up quitting school after that. You know, in a way, if I had a time, if I had a chance to go back, I'd change that one thing. I would, but then again, I wouldn't because if uh, if I were to change that, I probably would have never met my wife. Right. I quit when I was fifteen. Spent a year, a little over a year, working with my dad under the table. Cause yeah. I was too young to work or whatever. You know how the government fucking works. Working for my dad, learning certain trades and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I quit school, he literally, a month later, he said, uh, how much money you got? I said, this much. He said, okay, I got this much to put with it. I'm putting the camper out in the yard. You're not staying with us no more. Hmm. You pay your own fucking bills. You ain't yep. going to go to school. You're gonna, and you got a job. You're going to pay your own bills. And I bought a, he helped me buy a camper, you know, and that's what I lived in. Yep. Forever, dude. So I guess you're going to go into that story what Brandon was talking about, that camper? Yeah, that's that's that goes to that situation, right. but yeah. and then uh, I mean it wasn't six months, six seven months, you know. My Tabitha, I've known Tabitha since 
hell, kindergarten, dude. Mm-hmm. Me and her at the time was in the same grade until I started fucking up and failing, and then I got sick with the Guillaume Parade and stuff, and I felt even, you know, I was behind even more. Right. You know, we kind of, like, didn't really talk to each other for, like, three, four years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she started hanging out with my older sister, which is a year older, a little over a year older than me. And then it just, dude, something about her, dude. I've always had a thing for her since I was a little bit ass kid, you know? Yeah. And then I was hanging out with a dude at the time. He was a really good friend. He'd take his shirt off his own back and give it to me, even though he didn't have another shirt. Right. Legit. And he started trying to hook up with her. And I, I was dating his cousin, which is also my baby mama. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, don't fuck with that girl. Yeah. I said, leave her alone. Why? You're with my cousin. I said, that don't matter. One day I will marry that girl. Mm-hmm. And one day I did. Right. He put, him and her started talking. They were talking about a week or so. And then I went camping with my brother-in-law. His, uh, his name is also Dustin. Mm-hmm. And because my middle sister, which is older than me also, she... She got married to him, and she had a kid by him and stuff. You know, it was together for they was together for a good while. Yeah. And uh, we, me, him, my sister, and Tabitha went camping at Sabine River. Right. Overnight. And uh, that for after that night, I knew for sure that's the one I wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. I broke up with, even though even though I didn't know at the time, I broke up with the girl I was with. At the time, right, you know, because I didn't, I, I had, a, I had a feeling that was a girl, but I wasn't for sure, you know, mm-hmm. and but I didn't want to put any girl in that kind of, kind of situation, right, at the time, <clears throat> and after that night, dude, I knew she was one, and I was gonna do everything I could to be with her, and then I did, and even though. After six, after four months of us being together, after after we finally hooked up, hooked up, yeah, uh, she moved. Her, her two sisters, and her mom moved out of out of state, dude. Stayed with her the whole time. <clears throat> There's some people still question that I was cheating on her with my baby mama, but not once that I slept with my baby mama. Yeah, in any type of way. Yeah, there's been there's been one time that we did kiss. But other than that, it was nothing else. Mm-hmm. I didn't let it go no further than that. You know? Right. It was only one time. Right. And I let it go. I was like, no, I love Tabitha, you know. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And finally, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go buy a ring and put it on her finger. I sold I sold my horse, all my guns. I sold everything I could possibly sell to buy a ring and get married to her. Yep. Other than my camper and my clothes. I sold everything else, dude. I didn't have nothing left. Yeah. And my horse, oh, dude, if you met that horse and seen the relationship me and that horse had together, you'd be like, what the fuck did you just mm-hmm. do? And see, my, my, my story's kind of opposite, you know. Me, me and my wife, Robbie, we met in eighth grade, and uh, it was her chasing me around the classroom. And then after a while, it was you chasing her. Uh, uh, bull crap. No, I did. So, so eighth grade, she chased me around all that year. In art class, and then uh, ninth grade, she moved back. Well, then tenth grade, I had sent her a a message on Facebook. Well, that summer after freshman year, ninth grade, 
and I sent her a message, and then she come down, and me and her kind of started hanging out, you know, and then after that, we've been together since, and that was 2013, I think. Yep. Nine years. It's been nine years. I've known you for eight. No, nine. Nine? Nine. Y'all knew each other for at least nine months, nine, ten months before me and you ever met. No, me and me and her knew each other a I'm year talking and about a half. Get together wise. No, y'all was together for a good as while before I got. No, because we got together in August, and then that basketball season. Because I already had my license. I was driving up to Louisiana. I remember the first the first phone call me and you ever had. <laughs> yeah, every minute phone call. I had to break in to see what kind of person uh, yeah. it was. Yeah. I said, well, to get in this family, you got to do this, this, and this. She's like, well, I'm about that, but yeah, I'm next. <laughs> yeah, I'm next, bud. <laughs> and then uh, it wasn't, what, that weekend I got to meet you, and I never realized you'd be a big motherfucker. I thought yeah. you'd be with a little bitch, you know, yeah. little high school dude that didn't care about nothing, you know, other than being a little girl, you know. Yeah. But you turned out to be different now, you know, and you've always been that. Yeah. You know? Become a really good fucking friend to me, you know. Yeah. You're like a brother, man. You're more than a friend. That's we've, what I'm talking about. We've been through some shit. Been through some shit. Yeah. yeah. Been blamed for shit that we never even did either. Yeah. Now, I remember, like like we were talking about, you know, that, that last podcast, you know, all them fishing times, and, you know, those, those are really the highlights, you know. I mean, we don't ever talk about the lows, you know, because the lows is what really makes us who we are today, you know. Yeah, but... It's, it's not the highs, you know. It's the lows that really makes us who we are, but, you know, the If highs, you go through low lows and high highs... Together. Together. Yeah. And never give up. Yeah. That's what makes yeah. people... Yeah. I, I remember I was at the lowest point of my motherfucking life ever, and you were there, you know. And, uh, man, I couldn't be more grateful, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, you. I didn't. I didn't really see who your friends are when you're in your low low. Yeah, and I didn't. I mean, I didn't even turn to my own family. You know, I went to you. Yeah. You were there. Always will, my boy. Yeah. I remember. Uh, so hell, whenever we started working, you know, Jake got me on down there. Yeah, I was. That's and then me and Jake come over. Shit. Yeah, and then me and Jake come on to you, and you were like, "I was like, come on, dude, come on, let's go to work." And you were like, "Fuck it, man, I'll be home okay. every night making what I'm making now, or or well, if not more." You dude, know? I was making a hundred dollars more going going to work with y'all. Right. I, I mean, I love the boats and the people I work with. There was a bunch of people I work with on the boats that, dude, I miss so much. Like, and, and like you, Barry, that's my boy right. right there. I don't give a fuck. Right. And and you know what's crazy is the the um, you know the involve or evolution i guess you could call it you know of where we started to where we're at now you know because back then we were making before taxes a thousand dollars a week oh guaranteed you know and and no now what and and now it's like you look back and like how the hell did i make it you know yeah but now you know we're making you know two grand plus a week you're, you're at least making eleven hundred dollars a week no matter what well yeah no matter what it don't matter period you're ma- you're bringing home eleven hundred dollars a week no matter yeah. what well i mean Hell, I've had checks, you know, twenty eight, twenty nine hundred dollars a week. Well, yeah, no, like no, this I lie. Coming up, thirty four hundred dollars. I've had one thirty four hundred dollars. Like this, this check coming up next yeah. for this week. We just we get paid every two weeks, but this check coming up, we gonna after tax, we are gonna be at least bring home what fourteen, fifteen hundred easy, no matter what. No, it's gonna be more than that. I mean, it's gonna That's be more for than one that. Week. I'm just, I'm just saying for one week. It's gonna be know, about this, this. Just after jumping off the top of my head. If you go two weeks, it'd probably be about 30, 3,100, 3,200 maybe. Exactly. And so, I mean, you look at the evolution or, or, you know, how we've come to, 
you know, better ourselves and make those right decisions, you know, to be where we're at. I mean, you had to sacrifice, you know. You know, you sacrificed. I had to sacrifice something that I never thought I'd have to do again, spend time away from my family. Right. When I quit the boats and went to work painting boundary lines for logging companies and working at tire shops, making bullshit money, b- barely enough money every week to pay one fucking bill. Right. I said, I'll never, no matter what I got to do, I never will be away from my family. Yeah. I did it anyway. Right. Don't never say never, my old boy. Never say never. No, no, no. And I don't. But, uh, but I'm, what I'm saying is like, you know, to where me and you were working together, you know, at that, at the company we're down there in refineries, you know, we were, we were making a thousand dollars a week and you know, we were there literally 15 hours plus a day. Dude, me and you left the house at 2.15 to 2.30 every morning. We didn't get, we didn't see our fucking house until 9, 9.15 to 9.30 at night. Right. And we were only paid for two shifts or whatever. Three two to, shifts. Two to three shifts. And then we finally made right driver and we still get pay, didn't get paid all that much more. Right. And, and but now you know we're getting paid the whole time we're we're gone from the house you know, and you know we went from a thousand dollars a week to you know almost two thousand exactly plus, plus a week, and, and they actually pay drive time they pay for your hotel and everything yeah this dude even though we don't get our food paid for us but you know they pay for everything else besides wash our clothes and our food right but they'll they'll buy you lunch and stuff. Yeah, that you know, there's not very many days so far. I ain't felt, I ain't seen very many days that haven't bought food for us. Right. And if you work, but more than this, but twi- what, dude, we work twenty four hours. They bought us lunch and dinner to make sure because we couldn't leave go eat, so they right. took care of us. You know, right. they took very good care of us. And they made sure we had plenty of food. They always make sure we had plenty of water. Right. You know, if, if they see we just can't go no more, hey, go to the hotel and get you some sleep. You're still on the clock. Exactly. Especially when you're fucking 14 and a half hours over the shutdown limit. Yeah, I remember, hell, this last, well, last week we worked 38, 39 hours straight. 39 hours straight, dude. Non-stop. Yeah. Well, we were on the clock for that time, you know. But, uh, yeah. I, they, got to, I got to sleep four hours out of all that time. I didn't even sleep, though. Cause I had to leave. I I worked all day the other day. Yeah, but you also had to go to another job, yeah. an hour away and come yeah. right back. See, when you went to the other job, I stayed there and I worked all night. Which you worked all night at the other job, right? But when they said, "Okay, we're done here, go back," you come to the hotel, took a shower, and you went to attempt to lay down. And then we both literally got up, went to work, and I literally, literally, not even four hours before that, I went to bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I'm just saying four hours of sleep. Right. Yeah. But I got to get some sleep, but it wasn't enough to fucking piss on. But I still got some sleep. Right. And you know, out of all the all the labor hands, all the labor hands that night, I was the only one to show up at show up at the time he wanted us to show up at. Yeah. Everybody else showed at five thirty. Uh, no, I'm sorry, six thirty, seven o'clock in the evening, ready to go to work. Mm-hmm. I was already there, so many hours. Right. I was there, <laughs> literally. I only had you know. Uh, we was there before twelve o'clock, and mm-hmm. them guys didn't even show up till right at seven o'clock in the evening. Right, but they also got shafted and had to work that night. I, I didn't, but they also got extra money like that too. Yeah, they got paid to sleep all day. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I I showed up to work because literally, me and you was only only labor hands there, and then uh that other labor hand showed up what three forty five four o'clock. Yeah. 
Yeah, it ain't a bad job at all, man. I mean, you're going to have your days where you're going to work all night. You know, you're going to go to a job during the day one day, and then, you know, the next day you're going to be working the night, and then the next day you'll be working a day or something. But, you know. know, There's days where you show up and work two hours, and it's okay. You got to go seven hours away and go to work. Yeah, like that happened happened to me one time. I, uh, I picked up a dude in Houston, drove all the way out to Alpine, about 10 hours away, go out there, stay the night, wake up the next morning, go down to job briefing. And uh, we're there for three hours, three hours. And he was like, all right, we need you in Denison. Well, that's fucking 10 and a half, 11 hours away. We drive. I mean, you know, you're on the clock the whole time, you know. Yeah, you get window time. <laughs> Windshield time, yeah. Yeah. But what I don't think, I don't, that's one thing I don't I don't like about this whole job situation, the job briefings. I do, I do agree with that 100%. But when it comes to job briefing, when they hand you a paper, and they got majority of the stuff already typed out on there. They should type everything you need to know on that paper so you ain't got to do nothing but follow along on the job briefing. Well, they do that so you can be more engaged into the job briefing. Yeah, I still don't think it's I still think it's bullshit. Well, I think everything they need you to know so they do that so they know they're doing that job at 100% is making sure they got everything on that paper besides making you write it out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, you know, Make sure you're engaged in it. And make sure you have everything down. Make sure you're listening and, and whatnot. But I guess it's to each their own, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'd rather motherfucker type it on there. So, worst case worst, if, you know, if I miss mishear something wrong, I still know what the right, what right thing is because right. it's on the paper. Yeah. Because I can mis, misinterpret something and write it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And you and can. Then, and then, you you know, them guys, them certain guys that can pop up out of the middle of nowhere and ask you questions. And if you got it wrote on the paper wrong, you're shafted. Mm-hmm. Fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think whatever they know we need to be doing, they need to put it on that paper. And if we get it wrong after that, that's on us. Right. Say, hey, man. da 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 And all the wording on that paper needs to be kind of simple and sweet. Short and simple. Because... Too much paperwork can also mean too much, too much trouble. Yeah, I think paperwork is kind of overrated. I understand having certain paperwork and a certain amount of paperwork, but too much paperwork is also over fucking rated. Yeah. All right. Hey, so we were listening to that video earlier, and uh, it kind of made you. You said you had an idea and everything, but I wanted to ask you. You know what? What are you? And it's off topic, but. What what are you grateful for? What do you mean by grateful for? What are you grateful for? Are you the, talking about what we was talking about earlier yeah. when we was at Applebee's and shit stuff, and we was eating, taking taking lunch, uh, dinner, and talking. Yeah. Okay, I'm grateful for a lot of things, and you know, I'm grateful for my family. Couldn't ask for a better family. I'm also grateful for uh my friends, my close friends that actually can say they're my friends besides yeah. just saying oh i'm your friend yeah actually being there as a friend mm-hmm. and that that's not very many people that's only one person i can think of that's not blood to me that can actually say that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and you know i'm grateful that i got, finally got a better job you know better paying job right and you know i was kind of i was kind of torn on leaving my last job even though it was a freaking Hard job and only getting paid. I wasn't even getting really getting paid all that much, dude. I was working five and a half days a week and barely making seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that was every week. You know, if you missed 
half a day or something, you you didn't get paid. Yeah. You know, it was ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? You know, but the guy I worked for, I knew him since I was a little bitty-ass kid, dude. Even before I was paralyzed and everything. Yeah. And, dude, I did not want to leave him because he was in a bond. Oh, dude, it still kind of wears on me a little bit on leaving him because I love working for him. He was a damn good boss. Mm -hmm. He was the best boss I ever had. Yeah. You know, and if I needed something, if I came to him and said, I need this much, it was done. Yeah. No, don't. It didn't matter what it was for. He didn't ask. Right. You need it, you got it. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter, dude. But, you know, I called him the day I quit and told him, look, man, I got a job opportunity. It's either taken now or don't take it at all. And I've been, I actually put in an application a few months back. Right. And, you know, I, you know, every job, every company, after so many months, they toss all the applications away. Mm-hmm. And they start over with new apps. And I got the job, you know. I I regret that, but I still I'm still thankful for the job I got now. Right. And actually, at least attempt to start getting back on my feet. Right. You know, there's been many many years that I, that me and my wife, I mean, we weren't rich, but we didn't have to stress on paying bills. Right. We can pay bills and still have plenty of money to do whatever the fuck we wanted with. Yeah. You know, okay, we want to. Go buy this. We went and bought this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm not saying a brand new car, four wheelers, and stuff like that. I'm saying I want to go buy a new living room suit. I can pay cash money for. Yeah. Or you know, I want to redo my yard. I can do that. You know. Mm-hmm. A few hundred dollars worth of flowers and a few hundred dollars worth of garden stuff. We yeah. did it. You know. Yeah. It's still been comfortable. Right. And then it just you know, yeah. You know they were saying God can give it, but God can also take it away. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. the way I see it, and you know, I abused the situation, and God took it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they don't, they don't. God, I mean, everybody's gonna misinterpret it, exactly what I'm saying, but it's not what's in my head; it's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's God can. God's got test, right? Even though it might be something so simple as you doing one thing that you don't normally do. God put that put you put you in on, on that path for a reason, right? But it's your choice to bring yourself back. Uh-huh. God didn't put you on a life and say you're going to do this, this, and this, and then you're going to die, right? I don't believe that. God put you on this world to make your own decisions. He might guide you in certain ways and help you decide certain things, uh-huh. but He's not going to tell you, okay, you're going to decide this and this is what you're going to do. He already knows right. what you're going to do, right? It's still your choice, right? That's the way I believe. Mm-hmm. But I'm thankful for, dude, I'm literally thankful for my family, my kids. Right. And the job, you know. Right. Yeah. Thankful for the the one friend that's actually still here. Yeah. You know, even though that one friend, we might have our ups and downs throughout all these years we've known each other, but mm-hmm. we're still here. Right. <clears throat> but, I mean, that's pretty much all I can say about that situation, you know. You asked me that two more weeks from now, I can probably tell you something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm grateful, definitely for my for my wife, hundred percent. And you know, the Bible it talks about you know the kids are going to grow up and move away and stuff. And uh, so I'm going to choose her, you know. And I and I'm not saying that to be a a dickhead or anything like that about the kids, you know, because I love my kids hundred percent. But you know, it's it was my choice, you know, to get with my wife and and start the family we have. And the kids are gonna grow up and find someone they love and move away. And 
You know, I mean, that's going to be their choice. Their own path. Right. They're going to have their own path. It don't matter if you agree with it or not. But my wife is definitely, you know, she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me don't get me twisted. By my wife is your wife's sister, so I know the feeling, yeah, my boy. Yeah, I know. But, you know, she she's crazy, but she's a hard worker, you know, and, and she definitely takes care of all the household and holds it down. You know, I just, yeah, do, man, yeah. I just, I just do the work and pay the bills and... You know, I just financially support it, and then I get my wife trouble all the time. And me and, her, me and my wife have, you know, you know, don't mean to cut you off, but me and my wife have issues. You know, we have everyone normal, does. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm stupid. You know, if I don't see nothing going my way, or <laughs> you ain't got to tell me that, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't see nothing. If it don't add up or go my way, I'm I'm gonna question it, and I'm gonna question it with an attitude, and I don't give a fuck who gets mad. Right. And that's my problem, you know. I used to not be like that, but over time, you know, it kind of changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I call my wife, and I'm point blank, attitude, and all. Hey, man, what the fuck? Da 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 da. Besides taking a moment, hey, babe, why are you doing this? What is this? Why is why are we doing this? Da da da. I don't take the moment and think it and say, okay, well, I need to make sure I ask this the right way without being disrespectful. Right. And tell her how much I appreciate her. Right. I mean, I, I'm straight to the point kind of guy right now. You know, here late for the past few years, I've been straight to the point with her. And I, I'd be rude to as fuck. Hey, what the fuck is this? Why the fuck are you doing this? This is fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, that's bad of me, but I'm, I'm going ahead and being honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a lot to do with us having our personal problems. Right. But... That's, I'm not going to get into details of all of our personal problems, but, you know, I still 100% appreciate the hell out of my wife. You know, a lot of people say as your kids come first, but no, your wife comes first because yeah. it wasn't for you. God and your wife. You wouldn't have your kids you have now. Right. But you also got to thank one other person. Mm-hmm. The, the wife's mom and dad. Because it wasn't for them. She would, It wasn't for them and God. They yeah. they wouldn't be here, dude. Well, she they be wouldn't be the, the kids thing. they are. They wouldn't be the kids <laughs> they are now. Oh, dude, dude, I love my dad, my mom to death. You know, they raised me the best best of their ability. Right. But my dad was a rough person to live with, bro. Growing up. Yeah, mine too. Dude, my dad was rough. Dude, well, my dad mine. was a fucking drunk. Yeah. And he was a mean person. Yeah. But let me tell you right now. You want me to tell you who the mean person of the family is out of them two right now? Your mama. My mama. Yeah. It swapped. My daddy is. He can still have his moments, yeah. but my daddy's going through a lot now, and mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that, that that he's done throughout life is catching up with him, and my daddy's laid back like a motherfucker right yeah. now, dude. Like, he's laid back, you know, hey, man, do this, you know, he's calm. Yeah. But my mama, she can be a dick. <laughs> 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 but I still love him, and I... I would trade them for the world, and I wouldn't right. sit there and let somebody talk shit about my mom and daddy without getting their ass whooped. Right. Or either they're going to give me an ass whooping, or they're going to take an ass whooping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is it, they got, that goes for a lot of people in my family. There's a lot of people in my family, you know, whoop their fucking ass, you know? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of families not like that. It still take up for them, but not me. There's right. only a select a few people in my family that I would fucking fight to the death for. Other than my wife and kids, I, that's no, that's guaranteed written in stone. I would fight to the fucking death. Yeah. But my mom and dad and my little brother, blood-wise, other than my kids and my wife, mm-hmm. 
they the only one I would fight to the death for. Because the simple fact, the other ones, are, they're not like them. You know, my mom and daddy, they gave time to raise me. Even though there's been times that I don't agree with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they I'm the person I'm having to date because of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then my little brother, you know, if you got somebody you need to talk to, you need to go face-to-face with, and you ain't got nobody else, you can go talk to that dude. He's going to be real with you. Yeah, honest with you, and he ain't gonna go back and run his fucking mouth like all the other siblings I got. Yeah, Channel Seven over there, bud. Channel Seven News, KPLC. My I'm not buddy. even blood, none of that. Yeah, there's stuff that I've told certain family members that they, they next day my whole fucking family knew. I'm not gonna say no names. And that's how if certain people listen in my family listens to this podcast, they'll know exactly who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I still love them. That's because their feelings are gonna get hurt. I still love them. Yeah. I still love them to death, and I never will stop loving them. But when it comes down to certain things, you on your own, my girl, right. my boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like, with me, I've always kept my circle small. Yeah. There's been times where months after months down the road after struggling, I tell my mom and hey, man, <laughs> this and this. No way. Mm-hmm. You could, man, y'all don't tell nobody nothing. Exactly, because I don't want nobody knowing my fucking business. Right. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that I tell you that I don't even tell my wife. Dude, there's a lot of things I tell you that I don't tell my wife. Right. You know, and you know, there's and it, it's and not, it goes it's, the same from my wife and your wife. They tell each other stuff that we don't think our family's supposed to. We don't think our anybody in our family's supposed to share. Like, like for instance, me, my kids, my wife ain't supposed to share to nobody else. Right. But your family knows. Well, your wife. Well, I don't. Well, <laughs> you don't know until after it's done over with. I don't know about it until after you don't tell them. <laughs> exactly. That's the same that's the same goes for them too. I mean, like their younger sibling, I mean, she's it's kinda hard to explain, you know. You know, I love her to death. Don't get me wrong, I love her. But what she's doing now is retarded. Wow. What she's doing now is retarded. She needs to be thinking yeah. about her own problems, like yeah. when it says her and her kids. Not her and other people's kids. Yeah. That's what she's thinking about. And I don't agree with that, but, you know, down the road, that might mean something. That might be a reason why she's doing that. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. So I can't – I'm, I'm going to sit back and I'm not going to judge, even though yeah. my wife is judging the situation. Yeah. Well, that's like that song, you know, you don't cast no stones, you know. Cody Jinks said it. What did, what did Jesus say one day when they were stung, about to stone that woman? I don't exactly remember the words. Oh, he was like, you shall not cast no stone. If you have never sinned or something. Yeah, you, you can only cast a stone if only if you've only if you've never cast a stone. Or You can only cast a stone if, if you've never sinned. Right. And they all walked away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've sinned. Right. And there's not a day. That, dude, by the time, by time it comes up to me die, that's probably not at least one at least one day. If you, I at least it, don't sin at least one. Even if it's a simple sin, it's a sin, dude. Right. And, I sin one and if way anyone, or another. If anyone ever walks up to me and says they never sin, I'm you're a fucking liar. Yeah, yeah. You're a fucking liar. Yeah. It don't matter if I know you're not. You sinned. Yeah. But I'm not gonna judge you. I'm no. just gonna call you a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter what kind of person you are. You're gonna sin one way or another. Right. God put us. We're designed to sin. Right. We are everybody. Even preachers are designed to sin. Yeah. If they say they don't. They don't sin. I'm going to the wrong church, my boy. Yeah. 
Yep, and that's why. That's why it's like you know you're not supposed to put toxins in your body. That's a sin. Yeah. Okay. I know preachers that smoke cigarettes or dip. Okay, you're sinning, but you say you never sin. Okay. Well, that's wrong church for me, my boy. Yeah. There's not a person on this earth that don't sin at least once in their life. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you see that thing? I don't know if I sent it to you or not. It was like, how come women don't ever pick food? <laughs> yes, yeah. I remember it. Because <laughs> Eve, they asked Eve and she wanted that apple, so she ate it. <laughs> Ever since then, they couldn't figure out what they wanted to eat. Yeah, because they they, they made a wrong decision the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we better get off of that subject for women to be upset with us. And, you know, women. See, that's another thing you talk about women. Women want the same power as men. They want the same standard as men. But when it comes to certain circumstances, I'm a woman. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. You can beat up on a man, but a man can't put his hand on you to stop you from hitting yeah, see, man? See, I was oh, that's up, a crime, man. No, yeah, I was growing up the opposite. My grandma always told me, if a woman ever puts your hands on you, you know, she's putting herself in a man's position. Which I've never done that to any woman anyways, but, you know, I mean, that's just the way I was growing well, up. Well, I've done it one time, but I've never hit hit nobody. Yeah. I picked a woman up and dropped her on her head for hitting me. Yeah, I think I've seen that. A woman hit me. Hit me and hit me several times after telling her, hey, you need to stop. Besides actually balling his fist up and putting her on the ground and beating her like a grown man. Yeah. I picked her upside down and dropped her on her fucking head. She didn't hit me again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's only certain... It don't matter what a man goes through. There's only there. There comes a point where a man just says, "That's a fucking enough." Right. I got to do something about it. Yeah. And see, there was a there was a thing I listened to a while back, and this it was a preacher guy, and he was he was talking about you know how the the world has evolved and stuff, and you know like women nowadays, you know they want to be um, financially stable by themselves. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, so. The woman, because grown, I mean, like in the Bible and stuff, you know, the man is supposed to provide. The woman's supposed to take care of the household. The woman's supposed to take care of the household, and the man's supposed to bring the money. Right. Okay. If the man's bringing the bread, and the, the man goes home after bringing the bread, and the house is not in order, what's the problem? Well, I mean, it's not only that, but nowadays, you know, you got women that are bringing home the bread now. And the man's staying home to take care of the homestead. Right. And, well, the man wants to provide the bread. Well, the woman's already got a refrigerator that's full of food. Well, he wants to provide her a car. Well, she's already got a car, you know. And and the only thing difference between a man and a woman, I mean, not it's what swing not genetics, not not no, not genetics, but you know, physically, like the man is stronger. So that's why domestic violence not all the time. <laughs> that's why domestic violence is up so high now, you know. Right. Because the man has nothing else to give besides anger. Exactly. And, and strength. So you know, you look at the numbers from. Domestic violence, you know, I mean, the, the numbers are skyrocketed. Not only that, you know, that does go on the roll into all the cops, the way the cops look at things, the way the judges look at things. The women is number one, and the men, there's nothing no more. Look at it. I'm telling you. Look at it. The women are number one in this world now, and the men ain't shit. It's and like, you, you know, when that started, like right? illegals, you look at all these big maintenance, big, big jobs, companies, like, matter of fact, the one you're about to go to now. It's all about blacks and Mexicans. The whites don't matter no more, dude. I'm a white man, and I'm not racist. I, I grew up with black people, and there's a lot of black people that I grew up with that I, 
I'd hang out with any day of the week. Yeah. I'm not trying to be racist, but the the political part of the companies are all about blacks and foreigners. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to be judged. Right. And it's not right. Right. They And a lot of companies know it's not right, but they got to do it so they don't get judged. Yeah. And if nobody don't agree with me, they ain't got to. It's called freedom of speech, my boy. Yeah. I mean, no, you're right. You are, 100%. Yeah, I grew up with black people, you know. Me too. Hell, my best friend growing up was a black guy. You, you talking about... uh Justin Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, I got to meet him like maybe five, six times. He yeah. was a cool motherfucker. Yeah. But I had a dude named Donovan. I remember, no, look, I remember the first time... Because he drove with me, he yeah, rode with me to Louisiana. He rode, with me, to he, he rode with me to Louisiana, and uh, you know we're out in the middle of nowhere in Louisiana. And uh, I told this, I told my buddy, he's a black guy. I said, "Hey, dude, don't get out the car. These people are super racist." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "These people are super talking about racist. me." Yeah, I was just messing with him. I was like, "These people are super racist." You know, don't get out the car. These people were hurt. He didn't get out that car, <laughs> boy. He. he I said, he locked the doors after I got out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and what, about four years later, we finally got to meet? Yeah. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, he got played. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude, uh, Donovan Freeman, he was a lot older than me. As a matter of fact, I think he was a year older than my older brother. But when any time in public that he runs into me, he'd tell anybody, that little white boy right there is my brother. Yep. And I say the same. I say, you see that big white, see that big black boy right there? That's my brother. Because he knows that he knows the real side of me. He don't know, you know. He knows the real side of me like a lot of a lot of black people don't. He yeah. knows what the real person of me is. Yeah. You know, he knows the real me, not the people first judging me. You know, because the color of my skin. You right. Know? Black people ain't the only one that gets judged. Hey, you know, you know, it's different from now. Well, kids growing up now to back when we were. What's that? Technology. Technology. Yeah. You know, when we were kids, we we really didn't have cell phones and stuff, you know. I mean, dude, I didn't get a cell phone until I was 14 years old. Right. Right, literally, dude, right we, before we, I got We married. were outside, dude. We were playing airsoft. Well, my side, you know, we were playing airsoft guns. We played football every day on the side of the house. You know, we were playing basketball. We were out getting muddy, you know, going building shacks in the middle. Mud riding, riding horses, and playing basketball in a muddy yard. That's what I grew up doing. Yeah, we were building shacks in the, you know, in a field, you know, with nothing. We were we were creative, you know. Yeah. And and we we literally took wood, we took machetes, cut down trees, and literally built little shacks and stuff. Yep, you know, that's and, what me and my and big were, brother did. They were our hangouts, you know. We'd go there every day after school and work well, on We'd go there and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my big brother, we built a shack, and all all those older ones, not Bam Bam, not Bam Bam, he wouldn't go with us, he was yeah. too young, but we'd all go there and smoke cigarettes and do stuff that our parents wouldn't let us do, we yeah. did right there, you know, Yeah. I'm, hang out with our friends and stuff, you know, and a few times I actually was allowed to have a friend over, we didn't do none of that, we'd literally either ride foolers, play basketball, or jump on the trampoline, or ride fool, and you know, ride horses, Yeah. that's all we did. Yeah. I'll tell you, man. Go hunting, you know. You know, looking at it now, you know, I wouldn't change anything by no means, you know. Oh, hell no. Because if I change one thing, you know, then you're you're going completely off to a different direction. Your you know, path is gone. Right. It could be, fit, it could I be wouldn't t- change for 10 years before you meet your loved one. Right. And I wouldn't change anything, but I wish I could go back to school 
You me know? too. Oh yeah. And I wouldn't change anything. I'd finish. I, I would. I would go back to school, and you know, you know, take a lot. Know, of I, w- I wouldn't take it for granted. You know, because back then in school, you know, you're just trying to hurry up and get the hell yeah, out. I don't want to fucking be here. I'd rather be doing something else. <laughs> uh, you know, you're you're ready to you know get out of school and start. But a I will tell you and, this, and everything like that. But you know, I wanted to go back to school. You know, my wife is going back to school right now. Yeah. I'm so, I, dude, I'm over the fucking moon about that, dude. Yeah. I'm fucking thrilled. Yeah. My wife quit school to marry my ass. Yeah. Dude, I'm, dude, I couldn't be more prouder than, than I am now, other mm-hmm. than the day my, each one of my kids were born, mm-hmm. than seeing my wife go back to school. Yeah. And do something for herself, not right. for her kids or, right. or for me, you know what I'm saying? Right. I, I can't ask for Dude, I'm fucking tickled to death over that. Yeah. And, you know, me and me and my wife, we're still in college, so. Yeah, tap those. She's got to take a couple more classes. And she'll be starting college. Yeah. And they'd be paying for her college. Yeah. Well, me and No my, grants or anything. Me and my wife, we went to, you know, we graduated high school together, you know, and uh, been in and out of, out of, out of college and, you know. We're we're still doing college. We're, you know, I'm gonna graduate in five terms. You know, hell yeah. Obama, Trump, <laughs> Trump, twenty twenty, woo woo. You know, you got you got Obama, Trump, Biden, maybe Trump again, and no, then no, 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 no. That's Uncle Biden president. with hairy legs to you. Oh man, come on, man. I don't like that fucking dude. Anybody likes him? Five terms. Retarded. You know, they they retarded. Anybody votes him is fucking stupid. Well, you know, it was all the dead people, man. Yeah, I mean. All my great, great grandparents. Dude, everybody that, you go to a cemetery, there's a lot of people dying to get in it, motherfucker. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people also voting. Yeah, that's already fucking dead. Yeah. You know, and they they have this bond that come up. They already proved it. A lot of people that's been dead for years has voted for that some bitch. Yeah. And they have this bond that come up in, uh, in Willis right there where I live. And they have this bond that come up for people to vote. For people to vote on this thing to get like two hundred twenty million dollars, so they can build more schools and build a bigger stadium and stuff like that, you know. And uh, you know, as hard as they're pushing that bond, you know, it wouldn't, it, you know, for me, I told someone on the Facebook group, I'm like, I, it won't be long, and you know, they're gonna have the Joe Biden three three a.m. freaking voting spike, you know. Not only that, you know, you got uh, you got illegals that are coming into the country illegally. Yeah. Which I, it's kind of, I'm kind of iffy on that, on that situation, because it is America, right? And everybody should be free, right? But you also should be able to come to the country, l- the right way, right? There's a right way and the wrong way, yeah. <laughs> Just because our hairy legs president is allowing them to come in as they are after we put billions and billions of dollars and over the, the, and over the, so many years of building the wall. And the great state of Texas is sending their asses right to Washington, D.C. Now you know why I want to move to Texas. Yeah. Texas is the one and only fucking state that's actually trying to do something about it. Yeah. Well, you know, so whenever I went to that Trump rally... They, Dude, uh, that's my dream, go to a Trump rally. That was cool, man. I like to shake that man's hand in person. Yeah. Well, I didn't get to do that. I sat oh, in wow, v- I got dream. I sat in VIP. I got to meet a lot of really high officials. I met I met Greg Abbott. Yeah, I seen a picture of that. The governor of Texas. Right. And uh you know, and the sad thing is, you know, a lot of people don't like Greg Abbott because of I mean I'm I'm one of Ain't them. Ain't nobody's perfect. 
Right, but I'm one of them that don't that don't like Greg Abbott. But you don't get to meet the governor every day of your life, you know. Right. But you know, a lot of people don't like Greg Abbott because of the way he handled the COVID things. You know, he shut down hundreds of thousands of businesses over it. He's not the only one, though. No, I know that. But you know, whenever he come up on stage, dude, everyone like there was there was eighty two, eighty five thousand people at this this Trump rally, and I tell you, everyone was booing this guy. And you know how he got out of it? He kept saying Trump's name. He was like, oh, Donald Trump is for the border. And, well, what about you, dude? What are you for? Yeah, but you see what he's doing about it now, right? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, Wait, the reason he's so doing many, that is we because... We got so much money, we're going to bust him motherfuckers all the way up to the fucking president's fucking step. The only reason he's doing that is because the election was up. He's trying to do that so he can get reelected. No, I mean, he's doing something about it, so that does matter. Well, I mean, he only wanted to do something. You see, about Louisiana's it. fucking governor. Yeah, dude, that dude's joke. a fucking retard. Yeah, what is it, Edwards or something? I don't know. I don't even give a fuck. He's fucking stupid. Yeah, John Bell Edwards or something. John Bell Edwards sucks penis. <laughs> and I live in Louisiana, so I can say that he's a bitch. Yeah, it's a liberal state. Rajo, Rajo, Rajo. Well, anyway. Well, we're going to see if we can give old Bam Bam a shout this time. Let's see one more time. He's got one more chance to get one back One more on. chance. We're going to call it a night on him. Yeah, let's see. Hello. What's going on, Brandon? Hey. You live, my boy. Yeah, I know it. Let me call you right back. Oh, oh come on. You what? Oh, well, it fell off the trailer. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm being serious. Let me call you back. All right. Uh, I love y'all. Sorry. All right. Well, apparently Fuller jumped off the trailer. Yeah, grew legs and jumped off. He apparently don't know how to strap the sucker down, bud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had that happen one time. Yeah, right in the middle of fucking high main highway. I ten. I mean, uh, it rolled out the back of my truck. <laughs> highway one ten. We turned that corner and you. <laughs> I look back and this sucker's just rolling. <laughs> follow me down the fucking. He followed me down the fucking highway. And yeah, I, dude, it took me every time to get that so much back in the truck by myself. Yeah. No, you drove it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Bullshit. When it was me and you, it was that blue F one fifty you got right now. I no, jumped in the F one fifty. It was in my red Chevrolet. No, well, we're talking about two different times then. No, I've only had it happen. That that fucking Renegade came out the back of that fucking red Chevrolet I had. Cause you had the black car and we did not have the trucks at the time. I had look, the red I'm Chevrolet. Telling, look, I'm telling you, because we were right down the road from your house and you drove the four yeah, to your fucking, house. We was at the Shell station. No, we were on one. We had just turned off 190 onto 110, and that sucker rolled off over that little power station's at. Oh, you talking about at night? Yeah, I took yeah. that bitch home. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what <laughs> no, I'm talking, I'm talking about. about in front of the Circle K. And the, the oh, that was a different time. That was with Dakota. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. It was just me and you. I thought Dakota was, was going to ride with us. No, we was meeting Dakota at the fucking... Uh, at the river bottom. At the river bottom. Yeah. And I turned out from the gas station and the bitch fell out. Yeah, I remember that. And I just sat there and watched. Yeah, you watched me load that bitch by my fucking self. People fucking running by. I was like, fuck. Yeah. And you had my ramps. Yeah. I had to pick the front of that motherfucker up by myself. And pick the front back of it up by myself. Well, you're a strong little motherfucker. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, bud. Dude, I almost shit on myself trying to get that motherfucker back truck. Yeah, so it happened twice, bud. I remember... Well, I remember same both Same fucking four-wheeler. The exact same four-wheeler. Yeah, I remember both The times. Renegade. Yeah. The one I wrecked. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was right after I rebuilt it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> that. I won't ever do that again. Yeah. Strap that sucker down. You bud. know how much it cost me to rebuild that something? How much? Almost $6,000. <laughs> the only reason it cost me an extra 900 is because I built a speaker box on the back of it. Yeah. But uh, I think we'll go ahead and call that. Roger, Roger. We're at uh, almost two hours, bud. This is the longest podcast yet. Yeah, record. Yeah, setting records over here, bud. Roger. But uh, we'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back for sure. We're gonna be working for with each other for a while. So yeah. We, um, next time we come back, we're gonna we're gonna go to a, a certain thing. We're gonna talk about that certain thing for what we are. You we, we we've been talking about it. Yeah. But uh. I guess you guys have to stick around and find out. Hey, man, follow us on Facebook. Follow us on uh, Instagram. And, uh, and make sure to like uh, like like the page and stuff. I'm going to put out a Facebook post here pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, if you if anybody's not sure about it, you know, if, everybody's, if anybody's not sure about how to listen to it or whatever. You can, I have a link on my Facebook. Okay, and then if, click on that worst link. case worries, you can go to my Facebook and I can send you to Justin. He can set you up. Yeah. Well, they should just be able to go to Between the Neighbors podcast yeah. on I mean, Facebook. Yeah, and I mean, I mean that that'll take you right to it. And, and uh, if you want to know what kind of people we are, other than our podcast, just look on our Facebook. Yeah, we're just blue, average guys. Blue collar, like beer, like women. Nah, I like one woman. Well, you don't, <laughs> you don't, we yeah. don't. Dustin Springer is my face. That's how you get me on Facebook. Yeah. Between the neighbors. Between the neighbors. Between the neighbors is how you find us. But, uh, man, y'all go ahead. Give us a like. Give us a share, man. It really helps us out. But, uh, yeah, like I said, man, we'll try and get Joey back on here whenever his schedule allows it. But, uh, I think that's going to be it for tonight, guys. And, uh, y'all have a good rest of your week or night, morning. You know, we got people listening all over the world. So, uh, y'all take it easy. And until next time, we're going to lead y'all out with a little up church. We'll see y'all. Up church. That's how you do it. The water tower says the same thing. John Deere Green with the same names. A little faded, but it still looks good. In my neck of the woods, neck of the woods, my neck of the woods. In my neck of the woods.